0: This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever is on your mind. 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free. So enjoy those on us. Unlike those other talk show hosts uh, that want to charge you for their sites, we do it for free dot pretalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. All right, so uh, we're going to get into some news military-related here in a little bit. Uh, Mark, you're going to be telling us about, surprise, surprise, they're already talking about bringing military troops, U.S. military troops, into Libya. Oh, it was just going to be a bombing campaign.
1: Yeah, well, they have to put the troops down there to make sure that nothing flies.
2: (laughs) Except the U.S. stuff or the Western... Plane. NATO stuff, yeah, NATO.
0: So uh, we'll uh, fill you in on that, and uh, of course, you can take control of the airwaves at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. But you know, since we're going to talk about the military, I, I kind of had an interesting story uh, today. I, as you know, my job during the daytime is to call talk radio stations uh, on behalf of Free Talk Live to attempt to, to bring as many stations on board as possible, and you know, a lot it's working. of working. These- it is working. We're we're nearing 100 stations, which all is great right. news. We Excellent. brought XM on board uh, just this week, which is also very exciting. Big news, yeah. And so Free Talk Live's profile continues to raise uh, within the, the, the business world, the industry of talk radio. The
1: really good news is all the rest of those talk show hosts are old. We're going out, to outlive them no matter what.
0: There is that, uh, but of course, eventually someone will outlive us, Mark. So. That, that much is true. We will not remain on top out there. for long. Yeah, there's somebody
1: out there that's younger.
0: Uh, all right, so I i've been talking to a lot of these stations for a long time uh, for you know years in some cases, and that 's just how long it can take sometimes for a station's schedule to open up a position and you know have the opportunity to even consider doing something with free talk live because when you 're new in the business when you 're new in syndicated talk radio, you know you 're the new kid on the block, nobody knows who you are you haven 't proven yourself. Uh, they, you've got no rapport with anybody for all they know, you're going to disappear next week.
1: It's a highly regulated and very conservative business by that conservative. I mean, it's conservative in the, the business uh, realm of it. They don't yeah, want to change. They don't want to try anything new They're they, they have a limited amount of competition because of the licensing that the FCC gives out. So they don't have to, uh, they don't have to evolve or die. They can just keep the same talk show hosts on over and over.
0: Yeah. And I mean that's sad, and it is because of the highly regulated environment. And I've I've talked about that before, how the the FCC is actually you know essentially responsible for crushing the radio business slowly, sure. sort of like a,
2: maybe like a good old boys club sort of where they they're all comfortable with these uh, individuals, and uh, they all work together to achieve yeah. a like minded.
0: I mean, there is competition. Obviously, there are different companies and they are competing for ad dollars in each marketplace. That much is true. Uh, But the competition is very, very limited. Uh, And of course, in the 1990s, with so-called deregulation, uh, usually when the government does deregulation, it uh, frequently doesn't mean what it sounds like. It That means a
1: monopoly privilege for one of their corporate friends.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, or in this case, a handful of their corporate friends in the 1990s, they made it easier for uh, corporate interests to snatch up as many radio stations in a marketplace as possible. It used to be that the FCC limited the number of stations that one company could own in a geographic area. They still do,
1: but it, the limit is just much higher.
0: It's been yeah, it's been jacked up quite a bit. Now, now that's not to say I, I you know, I oppose the idea of being able to own more than you know a bunch of ra- however many radio stations, but. I only I only support that in the in you know, the auspices of freedom. Where if I want to start my own station, I can do that. I'm not restricted to this this bizarre marketplace uh that has been tied down by the fcc where you can only buy the stations that are in existence where starting a new station is a next to impossibility so anyway the fcc over the years has been just slowly strangling the life out of the business and as a result of that there's a very limited competitive environment uh talk radio for the most part is a very kind of um a static thing, as you were describing, Mark. That-
2: it's, it's very brandish, where there are certain brands, like, you know the big names, I don't need to say them, but there are certain brand names that, that people associate talk radio with now, and it seems like the uh, the difference that, that you're saying is the whole mandate versus the market, where if the market demands your radio show, it's going to be out there. That's right. Pirate or otherwise. And if, the mar- if your mandated radio show happens, where the, the government says, well, you can only do this, this, or that, well, then you have this sort of you know, brand X versus Y and Z, and that is repeated through every marketplace. It is, and we've just now
0: seen them kind of break out of their mold a little bit, and I think that maybe the kind of the rise of Internet audio uh, options has Kicked them into gear slightly because now the radio station owners are realizing that their license isn't what it used to be. The license, the almighty license uh, that had given them the permission to do business in the past, nobody on the Internet has to have one of those. So anybody with the know-how can put together some sort of internet audio streaming option, and and to some level compete. And of course, they also know that internet is becoming more available in cars, in in the dashboard of America, uh, American automobiles. And we are starting to see that now with uh, Ford and Toyota introducing, and other co- companies as well introducing built-in Wi-Fi, essentially WiMax or whatever, uh, in the dashboards of uh, vehicles,
2: GPS. Internet connectivity, right, or three G in in different things like the iPad right. and the. Uh you know, besides just your cell phone, into the cars and the iPads and and other devices.
1: You're right. You can have an iPhone or uh, any other smartphone right now. Stream free talk live, and basically it's your little transistor radio. If you have a uh,
0: and better yet, plug it in with a little an eighth inch cable to your uh, your stereo. Yep. Mark, you and I, we've got the radios in our car where we've got the jack right there on the front. You can just put whatever you just want. Just about there. every new vehicle has them now. I think yeah.
1: everything from about 2005 on up. So this an, is what do they call it? An auxiliary. Or, uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So this is a big threat to the radio stations and now we are starting to see them you know hustle a little bit and try new things and free talk live is kind of part of that um and you know progressive talk radio so-called has kind of come out within the last uh, within the last decade mostly the last five years or so and that's that's starting to to see some level of success as well so that's all good news and of course you're also starting to see talk radio move on to the fm band which is also good because fact is people under the age of
2: 45 just They barely know AM exists. Well, also, I think the podcast aspect is very pleasing where a lot of people see, obviously, you can podcast whatever you want as long as you have some means of recording it. Mm -hmm. But the idea of these packaged podcasts where people can put them on their iPad or their iPod product or whatever and then take it to work and listen to it when it's convenient to them, I think has definitely revolutionized talk. No doubt about it. Well, the one thing the podcast
0: can't do is provide you with a live interactive environment because sure. podcasts, by their nature, are recorded and played back. So the reason I even mention all of this is because, well, you know, Free Talk Live has kind of had a, a tough road to hoe. I mean, it hasn't been an easy process. It has taken a long time, a lot of phone calls to get where we are. And I've been talking to uh, one guy, and I won't say which station – uh, but one guy at his, uh, his station, been talking to him for a number of years, and just recently, one of the uh, the talk show hosts in the business, a syndicated talk show host named Alan Hunt, is uh, throwing in the towel. He's calling it quits. He's done. It's been he's been on the air for five years, and he's already done. So he's leaving behind something like a hundred plus uh, radio stations. And when that happens. It, what I do is I call every single one of them and whether I've talked to him before or not, I'm pitching the show to him. Nice. And so one of those stations I had talked to before and had been talking to over the years. And so you know, this is my chance. This is our chance to do something now because this, this guy had a night show like we have a night show. He did it a little bit later, but that doesn't matter because stations can record free talk live. They can play it back. And uh, so he writes me uh, today to say that, uh, Ian, I'm no longer considering your network for our stations, and I do not contemplate considering it in the future. We are not a good match in programming ideology. Thanks for your patience in pitching me in the past. He's very, very nice about this uh, rejection notice. And so I asked him, you know, I said, "Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Is there something specific that rubbed you the wrong way and thanked him for his consideration? Now, of course, I didn't ex- I don't expect anybody. Nobody owes me an explanation. Right. But right? it's
1: nice to know I mean, sure, you know, yeah. if, if we, we take stands on this show, as do many other shows out there. But we take stands that are far different than many other shows. And what is it about our stand
0: that turns you off? So here it was. Uh, he took the time to write back. All it took, he says, was a comment about crazy old vets not being able to get their meds. If there is a government shutdown, we have a veterans hospital here. Also, we strongly support our military men and women. When I looked deeper into your site and found the anti-war materials, it was obvious that we are not a good mix. Well, there you go.
1: There you go. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, if if your station's about war, you know, I mean, what are we going to do? Exactly.
0: Yeah. We're not going to bend our opinion to, uh, you know, to get Can't. on somebody's radio Can't station. Can't do it. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live.
3: Join United States Marine Iraq Veterans Against the War activists, former radio show host, and New Mexico's congressional candidate Adam Kokesh as he goes to Washington to take that hill. Kokesh takes his successful radio show to mainstream television on Russia Today. Adam vs. the Man premieres April the 11th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Adam Kokesh is the man who gives the millennial generation a voice. That's you. Get the information needed to be empowered with Semper Fi.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us again. That's freetalklive.com. By the way, the main feature of the website actually allows you to control the content. Everything you see on the main page there, the main column, created by listeners like you. As you're surfing around the web, you find something interesting that you want to share with our other listeners. You can do that by submitting it as show prep to the site, and then other listeners will see it and vote on it. Whether they like or dislike it, the most liked will make it up to the front page and the top of the website, meaning we're more likely to see them possibly talk about them. And also other listeners will see them as well. So go and get interactive over at freetalklive.com. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Have you ever considered taking
1: your case to court without an attorney? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people without lawyers who have to know what it takes to win. And for people with lawyers who have to know what uh, you know, they want to minimize legal fees and maximize winning by knowing what their lawyers should be doing. It works for plaintiffs or defendants. It costs less than an hour with any good lawyer, and it's so easy the average eighth grader could go through the complete four-CD course in a single weekend. If you have to deal with the uh, legal system on a regular basis or you want to stand against some kind of injustice using the legal system, you need Jurisdictionary.com. This is the kind of civics education you should have gotten in school, and you can get it for less than, an hour, less than the cost of an hour with any good lawyer. Jurisdictionary.com. Again, that's Jurisdictionary.com.
0: All right. You can bring up anything you want. Uh, We'll continue. Got some more war-related news here in a little bit. But first, we go to your phone calls. Dave is listening in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dave. Dave?
4: I just wanted to talk about uh, video game censorship, actually. Sure. Um, Later this year, there's uh, a new game being released, Duke Nukem Forever. Oh, is it really actually going to come out? (laughs) This yeah, game. It's supposedly it's supposed to come out in uh, June after uh, 12 years. Just right, for a little bit. Of, has it only been
0: 12 years? I don't know. I feel like it's been much longer than that. When did the original Duke come out? Like 1996 or something? Seems like more like 15 Duke, years. Duke Nukem 3D came
4: out in 1994, but 1994. they announced it a few years later that they were working on Duke Nukem I Forever.
0: So Duke Nukem Forever, uh, Duke Nukem 3D was one of the uh, the batch of very popular 3D first person shooters in the 1990s. Uh, kind of was the big follow up to uh, Doom. I mean, it wasn't the same company that did it, but it was very very popular. And uh, I played
2: it when I was a teenager. Oh yeah, so did I. definitely. Yeah. It, it definitely had a, its own sort of uh, flavor. Feel. Yes, I guess if you want to say that, it introduced a lot of different. Ideas to the video game world.
0: Yeah, and it was a lot of fun as well. And so they announced this—I uh, guess the sequel—back in the early aughts, and it just was—it was like vaporware. They—they. They they kept promising and promising and promising, and, like, they had to rewrite it and rewrite it and junk this junk one engine and start again. And, well, that's got to be expensive. It, yeah, no kidding. I mean, this is uh, probably one of the most expensive games of all time just because it's taken so damn long to develop, and I guess it's finally been popping up at some of the trade shows as far as, like, playable demos and things like that, so it looks like it's actually going to happen.
4: Yeah, so it's actually caused a bit of a controversy because they've included a game mode called Capture the Babes.
5: Capture the Babes? (laughs) Okay.
4: It's it's a variant of your your traditional capture the flag, Mm -hmm. and in this mode you have to capture the babes from the opposing team. And one part of it is the babes will become hysterical, and you have to give them a slap on the bum to so-called calm them down. Oh, that's wow. (laughs) Now... Because of this game feature, some people are outraged and claim that the game promotes domestic violence against women, and Australia, which has kind of been notorious for digital censorship already, is considering banning the game altogether.
0: Wow, that'll be great if they ban the game, because it'll be huge publicity for them, and it'll be very highly sought after in Australia as a result.
1: You know, uh, you can shoot women in video games, um, but... Apparently, you can't slap them on their bums. I mean, yeah. it, it's so funny that uh, these games will allow you know that people get a, people don't have any problem with you smoking somebody right in the face. Right, you know, just taking a taking a shotgun and blowing yep. somebody's head off. But if you you take if you get a a, a polygon, a hot right. female polygon, and throw her over your Uh, you know buff male polygon shoulder and then slap her on her bum then that's a problem
2: right right it's absurd that the difference oh we're going to ignore this blatant you know violence but at the same time we're going to criticize you for this this uh, minor violence it's weird yeah well i guess video (laughs) games are expected to be violent at this point
4: but it's it's even a double standard between different media types i mean for decades now we've Shown violence and domestic violence and all kinds of stuff on TV and movies, and that's largely accepted. Nobody's calling to ban that, but if you put it in the game, people want to ban it.
1: Well, you know, as the game, you pair, you play the protagonist. I, this is this is the one thing that I, I think they can kind of, uh, you know, make a make a point of. You know, is when in a book, if they write it in the first person. You know, it's still just a book. You're holding it there. If it's uh, if it's a movie, it's you know there there aren't any movies done in first person really. They, you, you're, you're viewing the action. So if a protagonist or even an antagonist slaps a girl around, it's not you doing it. However, when you know in the video game when you're when when you, you must calm down the female polygon the hysterical female polygon by <laughs> smacking her on her uh, po- polyagonist's bottom, um, then well you're. You're doing. You're pushing the button in order to make that happen, right?
4: Sure, but I think that there's a lot of people who say, "Well, there's some people who can't tell the difference between a video game and reality." And <laughs> given that this is a, a, a game for adults already, um, I think that's not very many people. And it just seems like it seems like it should be an issue for parents, not police. Have those people oh, ever?
0: I, I totally agree, uh, but have those people who claim that uh, you can't, some people can't tell the difference between a video game and reality, have they actually ever played a video game? That's a good question. I mean, come on. I, that, they're,
4: they're mostly over the age of 45, I think.
0: You know, one thing that they could level at Duke, and I'm surprised they're saying this is like encouraging domestic violence. It would seem to me that the most appropriate thing, I mean, if you're going to level a critique at Duke Nukem as far as its treatment of women, uh, maybe you could label it as misogynistic.
2: Sure, I think that would probably be more accurate.
0: Yeah, because uh, for... for Ever since the beginning of uh, Duke Nukem back in the mid nineteen nineties, one of the things the game was known for was they had strippers in the game yes. and. And at one point, you would go into a strip club or more than one point, and there would be like essentially these kind of virtual strippers they weren't actual characters, they were like projections yeah and because uh, it's like it's a futuristic sci-fi kind of uh, game and you would if you approach the stripper and you press the space bar or the attack button or something like that, he actually pulls out a wad of cash or like a dollar bill or something like that, and, and you know and p- it goes to the stripper and the stripper will then pull open her top and show i guess tasseled uh, her tasseled boobs yeah exactly. shall we say and so i mean clearly it's kind of uh you know they're objectifying women right in that uh that kind of a viewpoint that would be i think the most appropriate uh, critique to level at the game but it is what it is and duke is who he is he's He's kind of a misogynist. People do exactly. this
1: in, in, in the world, too. and I mean, you yeah. know, so the Duke character is a character. Right. And it's, it's really interesting to see people get all bent out of shape about characters. They don't do it with books. They don't do it with movies. They don't even really do it with comic books much anymore. But video games, because I guess they're an, uh, an up-and-coming new media they get, a, they get a lot of heat.
0: Thanks for the call tonight, uh, Dave. Certainly appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. So it looks like Australia considering banning uh, the upcoming Duke Nukem forever. 1-800-259-9231. I swear, if that happens, it's great news for them. It's, yep. it's going to be huge. It's going to be headlines. It's going to be more publicity for the game. More coming up. It's free time. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring us what you want. Just dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features there for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features including the bulletin board system. You can go and interact with other Free Talk Live listeners, and you can do it for free. Over at bbs.freetalklive.com. bbs.freetalklive.com.
1: Join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. You can incorporate your business, create a will or a living trust, even register a trademark. They're empowering you and protecting you with common legal documents that people trust. It's LegalZoom.com. I've used the process. It is fast and easy. Uh, but, you know, and with uh, the coupon code here, FTL, you can save $10 off the already low price. Uh, if you go and get a will drawn up by a lawyer, it's going to cost you hundreds of dollars. You do it at legalzoom.com. It'll I, I don't know what the exact cost is right now, but it'll certainly be less than 100 especially with coupon code FTL, LegalZoom.com.
0: All right, so 800-259-9231. Of course, you can take control of the airwaves. Uh, the news, according to Dave in Canada, is that Australia and its board of censorship, or whatever they call themselves, is looking at banning a particular video game, Duke Nukem Forever, coming out later this year, ostensibly, uh, which will involve some sort of content that... Uh, some people are offended by, apparently. They uh, they have female characters in the game. Uh, at one point, the female character will uh, get upset, and to calm her down, the protagonist, uh, Duke Nukem, must give her a slap on the behind. And people are saying that uh, this is encouraging domestic violence. Uh, it may be a little misogynistic, but...
2: Uh, <laughs> The, the whole most, idea, yeah. Most of these video game players don't have someone to beat on, so it's not a really big deal. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> they don't have <laughs>
1: girlfriends. I don't know though. That they I agree with that at all. They're, they're, the fact yeah, is, I'm video joking. games are extraordinarily popular right now. It's true. Um, it's I a
0: multi-billion-dollar industry. They make more than movies do. So. It's true. They
1: have cr- eclipsed uh, Hollywood cinema. You're right. A lot of people. Uh, I used to be one of them. Now I'm. I'm not so much. But I used to be a guy who just didn't watch TV at all. Mm-hmm. I just played video games. I used my television as a as a video game playing console and. You know, it's, it's, it's cheap, it's interactive, it keeps your mind busy.
0: Yeah, and of course there are plenty of games in which there's just excessive, brutal, gore, gore-filled yeah. violence. A, uh, a lot of the games, you spend
1: your time killing other polygons, you know, the, the, the characters
0: right. there. And in many cases, uh, games like uh, I've played games like Wolfenstein, uh, where you are up against female characters who are trying to kill you, and you know these are games where they're very, very brutal. They're very, you know, the, the violence is as realistic as they can make it. Now they the games have physics engines in them, so the blood right. splatters like
2: real blood might splatter. And the splatter. body flies ragdolls through the air, of course.
0: Yeah, so it's becoming more and more realistic over time, and of course you do get to the point where you're going to, there is a question of, well, at what point will these characters in the video game start to become less distinguishable, more uh, more difficult to distinguish from
2: real life human uh, I think human the beings. attempt for that has always been there. The, the idea is to make it as photorealistic as possible. There's a lot of computing power that needs to happen before that can be actually achieved. No doubt. At but I, same- don't,
0: I don't just mean the photorealism. I also mean just the realism in their behavior as well.
2: Well, they're working on that too with the yes. AI. But uh, combining those two aspects, you can probably have one really good looking game, but the AI is going to suffer because your computing power is all devoted to the uh, processing of the polygon count and whatnot. I think that a lot of people talk about this video game thing and they talk about people emulating, but what do people actually emulate? I mean, if you look critically at at the the stories out there you'll see that what they emulate is live action like wrestling and um Various things of that nature, where they're gonna, they're when gonna. When you say what they emulate, you mean in real life outside yes, of this? Yes, video games? taking something from a screen and emulating it, whether it be a computer screen or a mm-hmm. television screen or a movie screen. People emulate. I think the most popular one is, is children and, and adults emulating the wrestling moves, and and I've seen plenty of videos about that.
1: And uh, uh, also kung fu.
2: Right, and the uh, the whole uh, you know fail uh, shows that uh, MTV has done and whatnot. So mm. the. I don't see a lot of people emulating uh, video games except for the costumes and the whole cosplay aspects. Yeah, that's true. And and then you have, of course, maybe LARP where they're, they're live-action role-playing, uh, where they can emulate the role-playing person and do live-action drama. But it's all inside a box. It's all controlled. The variables are all decided beforehand. It's all voluntary, that sort of stuff. I it's just the the argument that that kids are going to emulate video games has been used over and over again and has not been backed up by evidence to my satisfaction. Well
1: this you're absolutely right. Uh, there's a quote and I'd have to dig for it. I didn't realize we were going to be uh, doing this, but I know the last guy's the guy's last name is North. Um and he was testifying before Congress and I think it was the late 40s or oh, early Oliver 50s. North? No, no. Uh, oh. This was late 40s, early okay. 50s. And it was about video games. And this was the institution huh? of the American Comic Association. Wait, what? Excuse me. About um, uh, comic books. I was going to say, video games didn't exist no. then. Uh, about, the American, <laughs> about comic books and the American Comic Association. And basically his quote was something to the effect that the lurid colors of these comic books <laughs> uh, infiltrate our youngsters' minds yeah. to the point that they cannot distinguish between them and reality. What? This was comic books. No parent in their right mind would ever at this point say that, you know, hey, these comic books are, you know, kids can't tell the difference between them and reality. Now, I I agree that there are adult comics out there that have adult themes that kids shouldn't play in the same way that I think that there are adult books and adult movies that kids shouldn't play. But that's the responsibility of the parent. I mean, who is keeping kids from getting a hold of adult comics? You could... I mean, you could mail order them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean it's not that well, hard.
2: You, and the internet can give you whatever you want if Indeed. you know where to look. Absolutely. for Absolutely. I think this what this actually speaks to isn't isn't the whole sexism thing or uh, domestic abuse. It's more like and this brings up uh, Mark's point home too, is that the adults or the older people are upset that their children or the younger people do not think the same way they think, do not value the same things they value. Oh, no, no. They know that
1: their their kids value and think the same way they think. That's what concerns them. They want their kids to remain four-year-olds for the rest of their lives. The fact is, adults know that their kids are going to want to drink, they're going to want to have sex, they're going to be, you know, they're going to want to watch adult-themed movies, and it scares the bejesus out of them
2: no I, I don't think that's entirely true i think they they they're afraid of who they've become from children but at the same time with technology increasing as it is they don't fully understand the video games that the way the children do well, of that, course that like my brother grew up playing video games so he has a clear younger, older yes younger brother okay. he's 11 years younger than me so his entire life was it was video games So he he has a clear distinction between reality and when he sits in front of his computer. Mm -hmm. There's there is a whole different person that comes out when he's in front of his computer. Now some of the mannerisms of dealing with the online role playing game phenomenon do come out in his personal life, but that's more how he interacts with people, how he chats, and how he, you know, the short uh, responses he gives or the inflection. Uh, But for the most part, watching him grow up playing video games. And playing some of the most violent... He played all the ones I had. And I've had plenty of violent games that were fun. And he is definitely not a violent person in any means. It's it's just absurd. But he has a completely different view of the internet and computers and and gaming than my mother. She can't possibly understand. Can't fathom. No. There's two different... And here we are with,
0: and you're right. I think you're absolutely spot on with that. And of course, who's in charge of the government? It's older people, you know, people in their in their fifties and their sixties and their seventies, not the video game generation. And this is one of the biggest problems with the government. I mean, besides the fact that it's an agency of coercive force and a a violent monopoly at that, but also the generation gap, where you've got people who are in a completely different generation attempting to control what goes on in the generations that are sort of beneath them, without having any idea any concept of what it is they're doing like these fools in washington dc you know trying to come up with ways to control the internet of course thankfully the government's so slow at doing anything that by the time they figure something out the internet has changed enough to where that doesn't apply anymore thank goodness uh but the, we're, we see that frequently and it's just it's just sad you know when i heard uh, the caller calling in about this duke nukem forever uh, discussing how they'll be this female character it's like capture the what was it capture, capture the girl the babe. capture the babe and uh so you'd have to slap her on the be- behind i figured it would be slapping her in the face yeah uh not because the, i think that should be done but because when i was growing up in movies that's what was that's done right. well, uh, we'll come back with more of this here uh your thoughts are welcome as well at 800-259-9231 that's the Saquel cai toll free line so if, if anything it's a de-escalation right This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, and bring up anything at 800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have there free. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you may do so simply by shopping with us over at shop.freetalklive.com. When you go to shop.freetalklive.com, you'll see, uh, you'll see affiliate links for Amazon and Newegg. Now, if you enter through the uh, the Newegg affiliate links, then a portion of your purchase will be given to the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund. If you enter through the Amazon affiliate links, then a portion of your purchase will be given to Free Talk Live. Uh, so essentially, we'll get a, a chunk of Amazon's profits on the sales that, uh, that you make there. So just enter through our affiliate links if you want to get your shopping done and help Free Talk Live at the same time. Same great prices, same great Amazon deals, super, free Super Saver shipping on a lot of their brand new items, dozens of categories. You know Amazon. Just start your shopping through Shop. Dot dot com. It'll make a difference. And of course, you can order things like video games, uh, violent video games. I don't think Amazon checks any ID, which is another good reason to uh, to order through Amazon. So kids, if you can get, it, get your hands on mom's no credit card. No sales tax either. Uh, right. That's right. I, I don't think they collect sales tax in any states, but I'm, I'm not going to go out on a limb on
2: that one. I'm pretty so. sure they don't. Wasn't there something about Illinois where they uh, they basically pulled out yeah, of their associates? Out. Yeah, they'll up?
0: shut down their operations usually. If like a state is trying to tax them, uh, they'll get upset about it and they'll just say, all right, well, if you're going to tax us, then we're just going to leave. We'll, we'll we'll set up our warehouse somewhere where we're appreciated, uh, basically. Anyway, so uh, yeah, you pre-ordering games and things like that, it's, it's great through Amazon. In fact, I remember that here in town there are a couple of video game stores, corporate video game stores, where they actually card people for video games. Yeah. I was shocked to uh, find this out. So, I mean, the idea that you're going to be able to stop young people from getting their hands on video games is so ludicrous. And so these Australian censors want to stop, apparently, Duke Nukem Forever, which is coming out later this year, from being released in their country, as though that's going to stop young Australian teenagers from getting their hands on this video game. Hello, if they have the internet, they can just download a copy. Exactly, It's not a problem. In fact, they even actually have. Back in the old days, you know, a decade ago, you would have had to have downloaded a copy from some sort of pirate website. Now they actually have official download distribution channels on the internet <laughs> yep. where you can actually pre-order a game. They have a, a couple of them actually, at least a couple of. There's one called Steam, and there's another one I've heard about. I don't remember what it's called, but uh, essentially, a game will be prepared for release. They'll upload it to this Steam service. And I'm sure there's some sort of back, you know, contractual deal going on there because Steam actually gets – different. Steam's run by one company, but they get different companies' games that they distribute through it. And uh, so you can pre-order a game on Steam, and it's pretty slick. What they'll do is it'll pre-download the game to your computer, and then at midnight on the day of release, the same day that you could go to the, the video game store to pick up the physical package to take the DVD back, put it in your computer, install the game, at midnight in your time zone or whatever – that That game will actually unlock and it 's already been installed on your computer it 's ready to go you 're not paying for any of the packaging, so usually you 're probably going to save like five bucks or something like that if you if you do it that way, and there it is it 's just already on your computer you didn 't even have to leave your house yep. so how how are they going to stop that one in australia they 're not can 't stop it
1: and you know this is, th- this is the argument for the ages I swear that there was probably uh you know some Babylonian out there with his his braided hair and his little box shaped beard and the, the eyeliner on and the, the little skirt Saying we can't tell this epic of Gilgamesh thing, this will it'll drive kids bananas. You know, I mean, I think that the 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 older generation has been complaining about the younger generation and their interests mm-hmm. since there's been an older and a younger generation. Um, I did I pulled up that quote from uh, it's Sterling North, and it's it's so good I want to read this it. This is here. from
0: the 1950s. Yeah, I think
1: this is. I, I don't have a, a Congres- here It's for from the. a
0: congressional hearing regarding comic books. That's
1: that is my belief as to where this came from. Um, but thank
0: goodness. They didn't create the Office of Comic Book Regulation or something. They
1: practically did, though. Really? Yeah. The fact is that they created something, I think it was the American Comic Association or something like that. And it was a government authority. No, it was not government, but it was it was like you know like the movie rating organization. I see. So And and it just withered and died mm. of its own accord because no one cared. So wow. they, they at first they put these big stamps on, and then the stamp got smaller and smaller mm-hmm. to the point that it's you know it's barely even a, a you know barely the size of a pea on the the, the 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 comics, and no one cared whether or not it was accredited by the American Comic Association or not. No one give a give a crap. So here anyway, here's Sterling North, his voice from the past, badly drawn, badly written and badly printed, a strain on young eyes and young nervous systems. The effect of these pulp paper nightmares (laughs) is that of a violent stimulant.
0: To give kids seizures.
1: Their crude blacks and reds spoil the child's natural sense of color. <laughs> Their <Sesh>. hypodermic <laughs> injection of sex and murder makes the child sex. impatient with better, though quieter, stories. Unless we want a coming generation even more ferocious than the present one, parents and teachers throughout America must band together to break the comic magazines. But the antidote to the comic magazine Poison can be found in any library or good bookstore. The parent who does not acquire the antidote for his child is guilty of criminal negligence. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Just, just about our oldest listeners. He's talking about you and your generation. Mm-hmm. He believes this guy you, was, what,
0: 50 years old or something like right, that at the time. He was some time. old codger mm-hmm. <laughs> born in 1900. Time,
1: right. At this time, talking about young kids in their comic magazines and their lurid blacks and reds, destroying the child's natural sense of color. Do you, Hey, ladies and gentlemen, the older audience here, do you feel like your natural sense of color was destroyed? You
0: can't
2: appreciate I mean, a good fall scape. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, you should have you should have just read those good old fashioned
2: books, like Sterling yeah, the North boring you ones read. That, yeah. that didn't entertain you at all. God, I it mean, destroys
1: children's imagination. And just and, and my younger listeners, the ones that are seventeen or eighteen right now, saying, "Yeah, we love violent video games." Just remember
0: <laughs> your day when is coming. you turn
1: fifty or sixty, <laughs> yep, yep. you're going to say this stuff. I know 60. What could or 60, come next though, right? I mean like like you it's look It's gonna be three D <laughs> immersion technology. When you uh-huh. when your fourteen year old kid can go into the room and, you know, do Cindy Crawford. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be a real problem for for my 18 or 19 year old <laughs> <laughs> listeners right now. They're going to be like, "No, this is this is absolute. This is filth. Blasphemy." You know? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But hey, this is it. <laughs> this is how it progresses, people. That's right. Take a deep breath and realize that you're on the technology ride and that your generation is no more corrupt or messed up than the last one. Well, and it, it's
0: okay. Is it possible that the the pendulum could swing backwards? Like if you look at, uh, for instance, swimsuits, and over the years, you know, the last hundred years, they have progressively gotten skimpier over time. Uh, generally, uh, you know, it used to go down to the woman's ankles, for instance. Yeah, yeah. Is it possible they
1: could go back?
2: Sure. I I think that's that's certainly already happened. Video games have been they've pushed the envelope of violence to the point where they've made just horrible games that no one will buy because it's just okay, yeah, it's gratuitous violence, but the game isn't any fun. You don't right. have to buy gore too. The sequel. are going to see blood everywhere. Right. Rivers of blood. <laughs> yeah, heads flooding in it. <laughs> right. And then it's like, well, I want to play this. And then they have like you mentioned Steam, which is a part of Valve. Yeah, this the, Val the delivery put, system. Yeah, Valve put out their games as an example. I, I love their games. It's great, great storyline, great company, whatever. Um, and their their female characters, a, a strong, independent woman. She's fully dressed. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's far from the Duke du, the Duke Nukem realm. That's true. But there it, is a, a range of, uh, of games. That's right.
1: At the end, also, the thing that needs to be pointed out here that never ever gets pointed out is that they – that, you know, these games could be called anti-male too, because nobody looks like the characters in these games their heads are the size of uh, of their fists sure i mean i don't know either have they have disproportionately large hands or disproportionately small heads on the bodies on bodies unlike you can even see in the bodybuilding world there's just nobody that are that's built like these these uh mutants that they <laughs> put out there for young boys to look at over and over and over again could this give them a destructive uh you know picture of self i suppose you could make that argument but i read you know, I read comics, and I Some don't superheroes. You know, with I mean built bodies. I worked. Yeah, I worked out for a while. I, you know, life life just went on. I mean, I think young men young men are always going to be concerned with their bodies, but you know, whatever.
0: Yeah, I think you make a great point, JJ, about the the female characters being strong and intelligent in in other games. Clearly, that may not be the case in Duke Nukem, but there's a marketplace of games where the market gets to choose what is and what is not not available. And then you've got other games where, uh, you know, you've got like the the, the Grand Theft Auto games where there's just innocent people on the streets where they're being slaughtered. You can just slaughter uh, innocent people. And clearly, it's very upsetting to a number of folks. But in Grand Theft Auto, you can do... Oh, and it's Vice City, where you can do drug deals too. I and think hits. So. Yeah. Yep. Hits. But yet we don't have a rash of people going out, uh, teenagers going out and, right. and doing those things. Absurd. No more than we've ever had. There have been gangs for a long time, right? So the idea that Grand Theft Auto is somehow going to increase uh, gang activity is hmm. pretty, su- pretty silly. 1 800 259 9231. An update on the kill team coming up, plus the latest on what's happening in Libya. Your thoughts as well are welcome. You can bring up anything. Hour two is next. It's Free Talk Live. And now it's time for Letty's Easter Countdown, the part of the radio show where Letty comes out and counts down. Seventeen days and then it's Easter. A whole basket of chocolates
3: only has half the calories of four half baskets of chocolates.
0: Isn't that awesome? This has been Larry's Easter Countdown. Tune in tomorrow for another Easter message.
6: VeggieTales presents Twas the Night Before Easter. Get ready to celebrate the season and discover what helping others is really all about. I've been working on an Easter-themed musical. Up with bunnies. We need a star. Cassie Casava. She's big time. It's an all-new Easter adventure full of bunnies, music, and love. Featuring American Idol finalist Melinda Doolittle as Cassie.
7: Helping one another. One reason why we're
5: here.
6: Veggie Tales, t'was the night before Easter. Available at Walmart, Family Christian Stores, and retailers everywhere. Own it today on DVD.
0: This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program... As always, you can dial in toll free and take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything that you want. 800 259 9231. Coming up, the latest on the Libya situation and the plans. The alleged plans for expansion of the U.S. military's involvement over there. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one 259 Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. Actually, last hour we talked in the very beginning of the hour about uh, one particular radio station program director getting a little bit uh, perturbed at uh, the fact that Free Talk Live is not a pro-war, uh, mili- uh, pro-war program. I mean, we're not anti-veteran necessarily. I, I right. Just, I support you know, the people that you know want to get the heck out of there.
1: In his email, he equated war with supporting supporting wars with supporting veterans, and I think that this is just really not the case. Uh, JJ, you're a veteran, sure. And when I talk about good things about the war, do you feel supported? No. Okay, because that's dumb, right? Because um, you know the idea that um, you know that it's ignorant, not <laughs> yeah, dumb. Well, it's it, it okay. You can use whatever whatever sure. term. It's, it's it a is nice way thoughtless. I mean, I understand that there are people over there fighting and dying for what they believe in, but people have fought and died for what they believed in in wars throughout the centuries. If I say that the Peloponnesian War was a pointless war, I, I, who's offended?
2: Well, I OK, even me, you know, if I knew people over there. That at one point I did know know my uh, former unit members who were over there, and uh, you know I supported them being safe and coming right. home alive, wishing but them I well. <laughs> I didn't support their mur- their murder or their their killing and destruction and all that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, I can't support following orders blindly, right? Uh, but I do support the people who want to protect us from the so called domestic terrorists. Uh, the the U.S. government, the people that have come to the conclusion that uh, that war is immoral and that they shouldn't be there, and that war is a racket, and that they want to get out, I certainly support those troops.
1: And even the the troops that, for whatever reason, don't support this particular war, there's six of them going on. If you want to want to use a very uh, sort of liberal count, um, or there's at least three, one can uh, use a, a tighter count. You know, so the, the idea of supporting war and the, the, and
2: supporting veterans is just two completely different things. Well, most of the people don't even know what's going on. They don't even pay attention to the war. So it's absurd yep. for them to even bring this up because you, you sit there and you ask someone yeah. who, who says this, OK, well, then what's what's going on with the war? Why don't you fill me in? Because I haven't really been paying attention. So you could tell me all about what's happened, the latest casualties or the latest uh, successes, whatever it is. Fill me in, and then you ask them, and they have nothing to say because they don't actually yep. support the war. They, right, just, they, support the they just support the yeah, They just support the team. Yeah, they support their team. Yes.
1: Red, in white, and fact, blue, baby.
0: I was listening to uh, some anti-war radio, the replay at LRN.FM last night after the program as I was taking care of some things around the house, and I, I heard Scott Horton uh, interviewing somebody and, and making that exact point, that there are plenty of Americans out there who have absolutely no idea, word one, about what is going on in Libya, yet they have an opinion they have an opinion about you know what they support going on in libya that they support the us military and what what it's doing etc but they don't even know one iota about the situation
1: you know, and it, it's it's kind of funny. Remember during Hurricane Katrina when we uh, saw the footage of the 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 um, the guy from the, the National Guard mm-hmm. when they were told to confiscate weapons from Americans going house to house. They weren't they weren't successfully getting the the bad guys were running about the streets shooting and stuff like that. They were going house to house and taking weapons from people who were trying to defend themselves. Like an old
0: lady that they tackled. At they one did. Point. They it was did tackle. California. Cops. That was
1: that was actually cops that did right. that one. But this guy um, was being interviewed about what he would do if uh, ordered to fire upon Americans? And he said, I guess I'd do it. Now, am I, because I do not support that uh, troop or any other troop firing out upon Americans, am I anti troop? No. no, I'm anti aggressive force. And that's all I am. I, d- I support that kid coming home whole, I support him not shooting anybody. I mean, I'm not against the veterans.
2: I'm against aggressive force. But more often than not, even if this soldier is is working in supply and he never sees the yep. front lines, he never actually experiences real physical combat, he still can come away from this messed up and with issues and baggage and mental problems because he's been put into this machine. And not only that, but they also pump you full of uh, vaccinations and, mm-hmm. and sort of shots, and they also strictly control... The uh, the food because through their uh, their contractors, you know, it's like you're you're basically taking care of. You are in mother's arms, and mother is the U.S. Army or the Marine Corps or whatever it is, and mother will take care of all your needs. So that you just trust mother, and and don't you ask any questions? Don't you? You're just hush hush little baby, and and kill folk. You That's know the people basically it. the people in politics
0: uh, with this left right spectrum. They're so hypocritical in so many ways. So for instance, on the left. You've got people who, during George Bush, were very anti-war, yeah. but now it's excuse after right. excuse. Where, where is the excuse. anti-war
1: movement right now?
0: Where is it? No, they're out there somewhere. I mean, there are people getting arrested, uh, you know, supporting uh, Bradley Manning, and and those people, I would I would say, are probably pretty anti-war. Not.
1: I'm just saying that the anti-war movement,
0: she it's what she
1: used to be. Yeah. It's,
0: it's, well, I mean, it really wasn't that much during the Bush administration either, really. I mean, no. it's not like there were huge protests going on, mass arrests or anything like that. It wasn't like the 70s during uh, during Bush. But... Uh, my point being that you've got this hypocrisy that's real clear on the left, and of course the right-wing talk show hosts are real good about pointing that out, right there. I mean, well, I mean not necessarily that aspect of it, but I'm sure they're great at pointing out hypocrisy when they see it on the left, but their own hypocrisy, of course, to completely immune to uh, or I- ignorant of. And you look at the uh, like the, I remember listening to talk radio when I was growing up, and you'd hear them railing against uh, political correctness, right? The yeah. uh, the right wing talk shows they're railing against us. How dare these left wing liberals tell us that we can't say these things and that we can't be offensive if we want to be offensive, and blah 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 blah, and uh, making a big deal out of it. But yet, yet we get on the air and we talk about uh, being anti war, pro peace, and that is unacceptable, right? That, hushed whoosh. yeah right. so we're being politically incorrect in that way and therefore we can't even be allowed on this guy's radio well station. politically
2: incorrect is just another way of saying blasphemy because as as i said before and i'll say again that the entire political system is a religion the government is a religion it's a belief sure. system and when you say that 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 uh heretical sort of speech that that blasphemy is, you know, you're you're basically going against the word of God or mm-hmm. mother or whatever you want to call the state, the party. Yeah, the yeah. party, and it's just absurd. It's the same mentality as as the whole religious versus, uh, you know, the crusades. That you know, falling along simply because your religion says that it, this is the way it's supposed to be, and their religion is bad. Their religion is evil. Their flag is bad. Their government is evil. Yep. I just think it's funny that these uh, Republicans are just as
0: sensitive. Uh, to certain words and to certain ideas, as the liberals that they like to besmirch for for doing the same thing. It's just that they they're sensitive on different issues. That's all. How
2: dare you say that about our troops? Right, but and not not fully because you'll see there, during the the Bush administration, those liberal view those liberal talking points weren't that harsh. The, the rhetoric wasn't there. They weren't showing the pictures of the carnage and the dead soldiers coming out of the the war or the maimed soldiers. They they too limited and censored this themselves so that they could. Uh, water down the content and not disturb the the public with this imagery like the war protests during the 70s when they were showing these graphic instances of war and the cameras right there in vietnam showing this dramatic footage and and the deaths that it actually caused then it became a real thing people had to deal with but when you have the u.s media sanitized co-conspiring uh, with the the government to create this war sells sort of mentality where we can use this word war to get them whipped up in a vigor and, and want to tune in tomorrow to see the next little bit of jingoism. And, and right,
0: now they've got the embedded journalists,
2: which uh, they'll be allowed to record what they're allowed to record. Or they're put in a specific unit that isn't going to see this hardcore action. It's mm-hmm. so only going to see the selected. Well, you put a journalist in this unit and the army goes, well, I can assign that unit wherever I want. So we'll show them some action. But the nasty stuff of kicking in doors and... and Shooting kids and stuff. Shooting children. Yeah. We're going to save that for a different unit. And speaking of shooting children, there is news about the kill team.
0: Uh, We talked about them. Uh, Rolling Stone did an extensive piece about the kill team, which is this group of soldiers uh, from, I think it was Afghanistan, that uh, had basically been... The kill team was in Afghanistan, Yeah, ...slaughtering people, just killing people uh, for the fun, I guess, of uh, of doing it. Wow. Yeah. And so there's some news about them. We'll uh, share that with you here in a little bit at 800-259-9231. And, of course, you can take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live.
1: How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me, Mark Edge. This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey, this November. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're about $600, double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. Cruise.freetalklive.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. We invite you to take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We we'll give you the features on the site there for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Got a mobile site. Quick access to our streams and our podcast. Go to m.freetalklive.com to access those. m, as in mobile, Are
1: you on any medications Are you getting your prescription medications at a local pharmacy? If you are, you're likely paying more than you have to. There's a better way. Discount Prescription Services will get you your medications at discounts as high as 70% off, and they'll deliver them right to your door. All you have to do is go to meds.freetalklive.com. They've got a telephone number there, or you can click Become a Member on the left-hand side of the page. Their customer service is excellent. They walk you through every step of the way. They'll, they check, uh, you know, they're they're involved in an organization that checks for counterfeits and and uh, you know other fraudulent types of drugs. You won't get those kind of things. And you'll save big time. As a matter of fact, I did an interview with Dulce Cushmore from meds.freetalklive.com. Uh, and you can go to uh, freetalklive.com and uh, download the podcast uh, at about 1130 this evening, p.m. Eastern time. And you can hear what she has to say about it. It's about a 15-minute interview. Whether it's Viagra, Cialis, Boniva, Ablify, Lipitor, Nexium, Resetia, it's meds.freetalklive.com.
0: All right, so 800-259-9231. More about the Kill Team coming up here in moments. First, we go to your phone calls about what you want. David is in Florida. David, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark.
3: Yes, thank you for being on the shortwave. It's been a long time since I've had a chance to call in. We're on shortwave?
0: (laughs) How are you listening on shortwave?
3: Well, I'm not, but I've known about shortwave for many, many years. So uh, what makes you think we're on shortwave then? Well, you you I don't know. You okay. you've got to be on shortwave. GCN network. <laughs> I know about GCN. Let's fit it that yeah, way. Yeah, that's
0: our that's our syndicate. Some of their programs uh pay. We have been on shortwave. I'm not 100% sure that we're on shortwave no, now. I don't believe that we are. I believe that uh there are some programs on the same network that pay to be on shortwave transmitters, but to my knowledge right. at this time we are not. Right. Anyway, go ahead with your thoughts. Well,
3: well, I'm just glad you're on the radio and you're getting some truth out you yes, know that that's that's what I'm concerned about when you were hitting on the subject about you know the about the war over in Libya and everything and the soldiers you know i'm an ex army veteran, and uh I know what it's like to be a soldier because I've been in those shoes and uh uh so when you were talking about you know, the people saying, oh, yeah, I'm for the war, and I'm for this, and I'm for that. They they don't understand what it's like to be in that situation. I think that's what you were saying. Yep. And, And a lot of times that the... The for example, when you were talking about the National Guard confiscating firearms of the civilians in uh, Louisiana, I saw that on YouTube. The one where the little old lady was, her had her, uh, her her pistol taken away from her. Yeah, that's right. The, the California Highway Patrol tackled her. Right, right, exactly. You know, this is what's coming. This is what they've got planned for America. And the reason I called in tonight is because with this budget crisis going on, so called budget crisis, and we know we have a national debt, we know that this country is in deep financial trouble. And not only that, but we're losing our freedoms every day. And we're moving from an open society to a closed society very quickly. You know, so any dictator. Hello? In power can take a a situation including the war this that situation over in Libya he could even obama could use this us, uh, uh, budget crisis to declare martial law tonight. You never know what may happen that
0: seems pretty unlikely, but then again it's true
3: well it could be unlikely that's right, but I mean you never know. You, you, and they have say, put the provisions
0: you, in place. It's worth mentioning this. We haven't talked about it in a while. But uh, during the Bush right. administration, they have put the provisions in place that would make it easy that's for right. them to announce something like a martial law that, by repealing that's, that's posse right. comitatus, which is a you know decades old, centuries old, uh, I guess, a provision that prevents the U.S. military from being used for domestic policing purposes that uh, pretty much, as I understand it, has been uh, overridden at this point.
3: Yeah, well, let's hope so, because, I mean, I saw the— No, 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 I don't don't
0: think you understood. Posse comitatus has been overridden, which means that they can just—
3: put oh, military okay. troops in the street. You. Yeah. I misunderstood you. I thought you meant that HR 955 which Bud Pash was overwritten. I know it hasn't been because when he passed that that's the and the Patriot Act. Let's not forget the Patriot Act. Not that any of it allows- would
0: matter anyway. I mean they they do whatever they want and that's then right. later on after the fact they'll pass laws retroactively
2: to justify it if they feel like they need right, to. Right or they'll just they'll just work on the paperwork and make the paperwork fit some sort of criteria that they need to fit.
3: A- Exactly, and the one thing that was pointed out to me is I just want to ma- mention this last thing, and, then, and this is that Hitler did the same thing, use an ex- invoked an external or internal crisis to bring about control of Germany. It's true. They have done they have done they could do the very same thing.
0: Thank you for the call tonight David. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231.
1: What was the James Madison quote that war is the health of the state? No, I think that's
0: Randolph Bourne, isn't it? Let
1: me take a look here. That was I I Recently, um, it was sent to me as a somebody told me it was a Madison quote. But like know, I'm sure bit.
0: it's been requoted by uh, by a number of folks. Definitely, but,
1: you know, if, if by by quoting that by quoting that, are you you know are you anti um, you're, troops? You're, you're a tourist. <laughs> you're right. I mean, I don't think that I am. I mean, I don't feel like I I'm. I'm well, anti- that's my troops. decision
2: to make, Mark. I'm sorry,
0: but you're a tourist. It says uh, Randolph Bourne is what it says here. There you go. So 800 259 You know, since he brought it up, it's worth an update here on what we discussed last night, which is the shutdown, uh, this looming government shutdown, which, of course, isn't actually going to shut down the whole government. It's just going to shut down the portions which the government believes are non-essential, which is a significant amount. Uh, so one of the things, the big, big portions of this is that the U.S. military will not be paid during this government shutdown. That's right. What would have been like, uh, JJ, because last night uh, we had uh, – we, we, I don't think our last last night – let's see. Last night was Wednesday, so we actually had a demo in because uh, Wayne was out. So neither of those gents were in the military. What would have been like if you were over in Iraq and Af- or Afghanistan and all of a sudden you and your tr- fellow troops got the news that, Hey, guys uh, – yeah, just keep working, uh, but you may not get your paychecks for
2: another few weeks. Well, people, for the most part, would continue to do some work mm-hmm. because they're, like I said, being fed. The you know the arms of the state are taking care of them. They're making sure they get the supplies they need in order to continue to survive. But there would definitely be a great deal of uh, unrest and I don't know if dissension. It would depend on how long it lasted, I Right, think.
0: how long would it take? Obviously, it would build over time, right? If it's just a week without a paycheck, the people, that's
2: one thing. The people who need to send that money back home to their families and mm-hmm. loved ones would be the first ones to really start rocking the boat, I Yeah, think. I would
0: think so. I would
1: think that if you're, you know...
2: <laughs> if you're a single guy, it's not really going to mess up your situation. But
1: there are people, myself included, who only one person in the family works. So maybe they've got, uh, you know, the husband's over in Iraq, the, the wife's taking care of two young kids, and they're expecting that paycheck on a regular basis. Yep. Most people in this country live paycheck to paycheck.
0: Right, I'll tell you what, we'll get back to this discussion here in a moment, talk about what's going on with uh, the uh, you know, this so-called government shutdown here in a bit. But we've actually got a giveaway to do tonight, Mark. What is on the table? Well, it is, it
1: is um, the night before Easter, and it's the veggie tales it's a veggie tales dvd um, and called the night before easter if you don't know what the veggie tales is you do not have a child that's between the ages of 2 and 7 mm-hmm. and um, you know they're they're advertising with the show they've given us some to uh, give away and i, I think that uh, veggie tales is a, a great little
5: you know,
0: video. So is this a DVD? Yeah, it's a DVD. It'll be sent to you. And you're going to get it if you call in now. We'll make it uh, the first caller in at uh, 603-435-1105. 603-435-1105. But if you don't win this one, don't worry.
1: There'll be another giveaway um, later. Coming up. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 90 talk radio stations from coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation, thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90-plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com.
0: Is Free Talk Live. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You'll find a lot of the features there are free. You can join us on the phones right now at 800 uh, 259. 9231, that number is brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1 800 259 We invite you to our website, as I mentioned, with all the features there. Free to you, archives included. So if you've missed a moment of the show, click and download yours right there at the top of the page. You get the last week's worth of the show. And then if you click into the archive section, that'll take you back to late 2006. All of it is free over at freetalklive.com.
1: Yeah, I wanted to uh, send a, a quick shout out to uh, D- David, who uh, won the uh, VeggieTales uh, video. And if you didn't win, we have another opportunity to win on Saturday night after the show's over on Saturday night. I'm going to do another giveaway on our Facebook page. So, so if,
0: online only giveaway. That's right. So, if you go to Facebook
1: dot dot com. You'll have an opportunity to win there. Our podcast uh, listeners often get kind of left out in this uh, these contests. I want them to have some opportunities to do that. So go ahead and uh, go to Facebook.freetalklive.com. dot com.
0: You have to click the like button, though, yeah, right? You have
1: to like our page, and then I'll send out uh, you know some kind of update and on Saturday evening, Saturday
0: night, evening night in that area, and uh, you'll have a chance to win then. Very cool. All right. So so 800-259-9231 is the phone number here. Of course, we'll continue taking your phone calls. But just a quick update on what's going on with this shutdown that we talked about last night, about how uh, coming up probably tomorrow night at around midnight... Uh, The U.S. federal government may be shutting down several of its uh, portions of its bureaucracies, including stopping the pay for the U.S. military, which, as J.J. uh, pointed out as a former Army member, could be pretty upsetting over time. If this goes on, and the longest government shutdown we found out last night was three weeks long, so the
2: longer this goes on, the more frustrating it's going to become for some of those guys. That's right, and most of those people are already frustrated to begin with, except you know, the, the few that are happy with the killing and raping and pillaging. Right. Those those real people over there that uh, that have conscience and, and care about other human beings, they are already in a state of frustration and, uh, I guess, uh, just unhappy with the current state of affairs. So yeah. this would definitely push them over the edge. We I should think. mention you're a veteran. So, definitely. Yeah. So uh,
0: according to the story here over at
1: If Washington, I say that stuff, I'm an evil American-hating guy.
2: That's right. You are. Yeah. But You've served
1: your country. (laughs) I was stupid
2: enough to sign that piece of paper. As (laughs) as if somebody who serves,
1: like somebody who's doing a job and is compensated for that job, because I don't think too many of them would sign up if they weren't compensated for the job, is in fact serving anyone. I mean, did I? They're serving politicians. Am I serving Free Talk Live by uh, selling ads during the day?
0: Yeah. I'm not. You're serving Free Talk Live's interests. I'm working. Uh, And it's good. Right. Okay. Well, well, hold on a
2: second. When you work, you're serving your customers. When you work, you're serving. No, I think service to your country is a different different term altogether versus serving your customers. No, I agree with you.
0: But still, I mean, it's an accurate thing to say that you are serving the interests of Free Talk Live. And it's also accurate to say that you're serving your clients. But they don't use that terminology
1: when they describe uh, the activity. No one says, I'm serving Free Talk Live, they say, I work for it. Yeah. Oh, I want to see where you're coming from. That's, that, that's all I'm trying to say is yeah. that the, the idea is, is every time you talk about veterans, they've served. I'm not sure they have served any more than anybody else has served, at
0: least. Well, right. I didn't ask for their service, right? I didn't ask for their service. I didn't ask for the IRS's service, the Internal Revenue Service, right? I'm that's not, right. I don't want your service. Please leave me alone. Uh, So, the story here, according to WashingtonTimes.com, the White House has vowed to veto the short-term spending bill that the House Republicans voted on this afternoon that would provide a budgetary safety net while the parties work on a long-term deal. Hours later, the House passed the safety net bill anyway on a mostly party-line vote. Uh, Without a short-term extension, lawmakers face two options. Either reach a deal on a broad bill to fund the government for the rest of this year, or else have the government shut down as
2: of midnight on Friday. Yeah, I, I watched a uh, Russia Today report on this. I, I like to watch Russia Today simply because they basically hate America. So, <laughs> well, you mean they, the government. Yeah, they, they hate, the, obviously, the American government, yes. Uh, they like the American money, definitely, and the, the American viewer.
1: And it's a way to get other views on an opinion. I, I, right. I, I find th- some things I watch on Russia Today to not be uh, you know very forthright and correct, but you know, right, some of the things I think they're reporting stuff that you just don't get to see. Elsewhere. I mean,
2: it's called Russia today, so it's clearly a very right. nationalistic looking. You know broadcast. what you're getting. Exactly. Actually,
1: uh, actually, I'd have to disagree with you. It's called RT, so they're trying to, at least to a small extent, obscure what you're getting. Yeah,
0: right. yeah, yeah. We all know KFC is Kentucky Fried Chicken, exactly. Maybe the kids don't. Maybe maybe like the new generation has no Generation Y or whatever they're called. Uh, maybe they don't know what KFC stands for, but. Regardless, I
2: switch between them and Al Jazeera for a lot of my outside outside the uh, the geographic region known as United States news. BBC's anyway.
1: not terrible, and uh, there's Deutsche Welle also.
2: Well, right, right. But anyway, they had this uh, this thing, man on the street thing about the uh, shutdown, and they asked uh, people. I'm I'm guessing, uh, I'm thinking it was Washington D.C. And they asked people what to think, And, of course, you, you ask people in Washington, D.C., where the hub of this massive, yeah. massive machine is located. Of course they're going to care about that government. Where every other guy on the street is a government worker. Right. And and the, the sort of response was, was the same for pretty much everyone they interviewed was, well, we can't let that happen. We've I mean, we got to do something. We've got to keep that, that government rolling. We need this. It's a time of crisis. Right? Yeah. Right. Sure it,
1: it's a time of crisis it's you know their job could they, their paycheck could very well be stopped That's
2: right yeah hey, I'm a staffer for this guy I need that money <laughs> Yeah no doubt Of course they didn't say that but anyway, that whole idea it that... It would be a crisis for
1: me, too, if suddenly, you know, like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, I'm not getting my paycheck? That's
0: going to be a problem. Well, especially if you're living paycheck to paycheck, yeah, as I'm, many I'm not, Americans do. But I'm
1: not too far from uh, paycheck to paycheck. I mean, I, you know, I... You, right, well, I that's the to,
0: measure of how wealthy you are, right, is how long you can go without, or one measure, at least, of how wealthy you are, is how long you, uh, you can go without getting a paycheck.
1: It is a measure of wealth, but um, what, let's not forget that um, when you're buying and selling commodities or stocks or bonds or all these things, there's a cost of doing business so if i want to say sell some of my silver in order to give my give, give myself some spending money or to you know sell off some of my stocks or something like that well then i have to pay to do that i'd mm-hmm. prefer to hold on to them and let them increase in value
0: so uh, anyway just kind of the short version of this is because there's just a bunch of other political news in this 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 article is that they're they want to you know the republicans want to continue funding the military, obviously. And so they've come up with this proposal, but it's still something in there is not acceptable to the Democrats. And so the White House has well, vowed to veto that's this proposal because the Democrats
1: know that the Republicans want to keep funding the military, but they don't really care about funding anything else. Yeah. So they want to keep the carrot in front of the Republicans, which is the military. Whereas the you know if they if they don't then. Their, then the carrots removed.
2: Well, I think that the Republicans really don't care if this passes because it's on Obama. It's going to look bad on his yep. administration. These are
1: political games. There's no doubt about
2: Certainly. it. Certainly.
0: So we'll see what happens uh, again tomorrow night's the uh, supposed deadline, and I guess we'll have news about it, uh, further news about it tomorrow night, uh, possibly, certainly, definitely on uh, Saturday night, and we'll keep you in the loop here. Let's continue, though, with your calls. Dave is listening in Alaska. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live with the NJJ and Mark.
8: Good evening there, Ian. Hi, uh, nice to hear you on the air. I actually listen over the uh, Android phone most nice. of the time, but it works great. Very good. Hey, I wanted to share a, a success and a failure with you. Okay. Last government shutdown in 1995, my my son was uh, 13, my oldest daughter was 9, mm. and as I was driving them to school and, and so forth, every now and then during the period of the shutdown, I would stop and ask them, how are you doing? i just ask them, you know, are you well fed? Is, uh, are you able to stay warm? Because it was November, I think, in Alaska, and you know, every time invariably the answer was, well, I'm fine. And then I would ask him more specifically about things. Are there any plagues happening? Are there riots? Are there planes falling from the sky? I'd get very, mm. i asked ask him all kinds of wild questions. Of course, after a while, they knew where I was going. And then the, they would say, uh, yes, I feel fine. And the government is shut down. <laughs> so it's a great opportunity for parents or anyone that counsels young people yep. or maybe anyone else just to stop during the midst of a shutdown and uh, just take, Take uh, a little survey of how you're doing. Yeah, take note. Look around. Great.
0: Take note. Look around you. See, what's, see if anything has changed about how things Surprise, are going. Surprise. We really don't need these people.
8: Wow. You know, and here's one thing. I live right next to a wonderful place called Hatcher Pass. And uh, if the government does shut down, I will be up there in the, in the pass enjoying it without the brown shirts. Because I used to do so all the time.
0: I don't understand what you're referring to. What are the brown shirts and what are they doing in Hasher Pass? (laughs) Tell you (laughs) what, you can answer that question in a moment. Hang on, we'll bring it back here in a moment. Uh, You can explain the brown shirts comment uh, if you'll stick with us. More with Dave, 800-259-9231, the Sakel CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything you want. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com.
6: This is Free
0: Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll free. Take control of the airwaves at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Joining you this evening it's Ian, JJ, and Mark. 1 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website. You'll find that the features there are free. Now, if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us at shop.freetalklive.com. You can join the Free Talk Live AMP program at amp.freetalklive.com. Uh, and then there's also our uh, promote page on the website at promote.freetalklive.com. All kinds of different ways to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. But Mark, you suggested a good one earlier, and that was to go to our Facebook page. Uh, you, in fact, informed me during the break that apparently we have now eclipsed five thousand so-called likes on facebook which is that's a pretty good number yeah five thousand is a nice number so thank you to everybody who has taken the time to go to facebook.freetalklive.com and like free talk live uh it's a great way to get information about what's going on with the show and uh, also just you know kind of helps us out at the same time how does a cruise to bermuda sound
1: how about a cruise to bermuda with stefan molyneux West Bertrand of complete liberty and me This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you want to make of it. There will certainly be some speeches and a debate, but the boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and a whole bunch more to do. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November, but you need to reserve your berth now. We've secured some more rooms, but... I can't promise you anything after April the seventeenth, as far as price goes. Um, and and the the ship is uh, at you know yellow light, which means that the the rooms are getting close to being sold out. So if you want to go, <laughs> you ought to go to cruise.freetalklive.com dot com now. It's six hundred dollars doubled occupancy, but you don't need to pay that all up front. You can put you know, $200 down now and then pay it all off by August and
0: you'll be in good shape. Cruise.freetalklive.com. All right. So let's go back to Dave listening in Alaska. Dave, you were telling us about how you were bringing up your kids in the 1990s and when the government shut down then uh, you would ask them provocative questions about how they were doing and if everything was okay in the world. And they would make the point that, yes, everything seems fine, even without the government uh, around, and I, I got you, I followed you on that, and then you made a comment about brown shirts. Can you recap that for me because i don 't think i I quite followed it
8: Ian i think it 's important for anyone that really values liberty to think of something you can do that 's exceedingly positive while the government is shut down in my own case i 'm quite used to going up since the 1960s to going up into an area of Alaska called Hatcher Pass, an old gold mining area. Uh, Most of the gold lines are shut down, but it was a wonderful wilderness area up in the high mountains. And I used to go up there repeatedly every summer uh, and go uh, uh, sort of a day camping, but overnight a lot of times with my children. We'd hike up to some real high mountain tarn and be completely isolated in the world and have a little evening up there and, and uh, um, get to watch the stars and we'd get to watch the morning sunrise and we'd come home. So it's a great place close Sounds to my lovely. house here. But unfortunately, that was all turned over to the National Park Service, A few years, quite a few years back now. The very first thing they did was start sticking signs up saying no overnight camping. Oh! So, you know, and we wouldn't even be there all night sometimes, but now this was bad. And um, then they started running around. uh, You had to pay a fee to park. And there's, you know, there's a massive, this is all developed by gold mining uh, guys searching for gold. There's, there's parking spots all over. It's, and the roads are all old roads up in the mountains. Now the Park Service, now that they own it all, now they charge for parking. They have rules and restrictions. You know, you can't have an unleashed dog or something. And, uh, you know, I have an extremely well-behaved little Springer Spaniel, and he hikes up on the mountains with me, and he causes no trouble for anyone. Unfortunately, he's now evil. Right. So one of the things I'm going to do the, the day after they shut down, uh, it's kind of an avalanche year, time of year right now, so I have to be careful. But I do want to go up into Hatcher Pass, park for free, let my dog out for free for <laughs> running around, and camp for free. And nice. I'll be able to do that celebrating freedom without government uh, National Park Service uh, employees to harass me. Anyways, uh, I see.
0: So those were I, the brown I, I, shirts I, I, you were referencing. They do wear brown. Oh yeah, they gotcha. wear brown. So gotcha. <laughs> I, I
8: I I know that the, you can even spell national with a Z instead of a T if you really want to be cruel. <laughs> uh, All right. Anyways, uh, what I was going to ask you guys about before I got sidetracked. Sure. Since you did have the uh, military theme tonight a little bit, uh, I think that I miscounseled my son in that I I told him he probably ought to. To register uh, with the Selective Service System, Ooh. and of course they run ads on the on the uh, mainstream radio.
0: Yeah, they do outlets
8: constantly uh, suggesting you should do so. Uh, all kinds of very slick ads, and they have a massive advertising campaign for some reason. They do, isn't and that I, weird? I don't understand the point of it, and I don't under, And I think I may have made a mistake there. So I, I was going to ask you that and let you guys chit chat,
3: chat about thanks it.
0: Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate Thank you bringing you. that up. Yeah, isn't it weird that the Selective Service System for the last. Pretty much the, the whole time we've been on the air that I can recall has been running, uh, as, he, as he pointed out, very slick advertisements, uh, essentially admonishing young men uh, and encouraging them to right. go
2: and register for the Selective It's your service. duty. It's the right thing to do. Yep. And it's the law. Yep, exactly. Well, it's a joke because that's, the, uh, that's the, uh, the part of the consensual uh, accepting your ability to draft me sort of situation.
0: That's all that it is. I right. mean, that's what the selective service system is for. I mean, for those young people that maybe are not yet aware of this, when when a young male in this country turns 17 and presuming the government knows he exists, if your parents never got you a social security number, then you'll probably never get this. But uh, if you are in the system, at some point, they will give you a card. They will send it in the mail to you, and they will uh, threaten you at age 17 with years in jail. Hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines, and they'll also let you know that you'll never get a student loan from the government and you'll never have a chance to work for the government uh, either if you don't do this selective service system. You don't fill out this essentially this card that will then qualify you to be drafted at that point.
2: That's – I think that's the whole accepting into the state, the the whole hegemony of the state, where you get this this uh, you fill out your selective service card, and now you're open to like you said the possibility of government loans, government jobs, and uh, you're like in the party now.
1: You know when you when you look at uh, how these uh, the, the, the selective service thing. You know, it's. I guess it's the first step and everything, but most guys, none of us have seen the draft. I mean, they're so. You'd have to be rather old to have have, even have Mm -hmm. to experience. Not rather old, but I mean, you are getting there. Mm -hmm. You are older than we are in this room, and uh, you know, uh, the so many young guys they don't know anything about the draft, and so they're just going to fill out the piece of paper.
0: That's true. And uh, did he make a mistake by suggesting that his son do that?
2: Well, I think I think anything, maybe just leave it up to his son to decide. Right, oh, I, I think it, that's what you. That's I all think you inform can him and just just inform him. Don't suggest either way. It's like uh, the idea of not putting your convictions or your conclusions onto your child. The uh, right where giving them information, getting them information, but not telling them this is the answer to the equation. Here's the equation and here's how to solve it. Do it yourself.
0: I would like to know how many people have actually been prosecuted for not filling out one of those draft or those uh, selective service I cards. wouldn't even
1: be concerned with the prosecution. I'd be concerned with the other things they threaten, like not getting your driver's license until you're 18, not being able to work for the government at any point. I mean, there are – you know, there's careers out there that some people want that are – basically government oriented does it does it trickle down is it just the federal government that you wouldn't be able to work for or does it trickle down the state and and local governments don't i don't know. know
0: how many people have try actually to be, try
1: to be a private uh, firefighter you know
0: yeah well, they do exist but how many people exist. have uh, how many people have actually males because they only go after males at this point with the Selective service system so how many males have actually not filled out that card and what were the consequences I mean what really came of it I honestly don't know it would seem pretty unlikely that they're gonna go after a 17 year old boy or an 18 year old uh, young male and s- essentially say that because 17 year olds aren't boys I apologize but uh, young male and and threaten him with court action over not filling out this card. I mean, they don't even know if you received it, right? They they have no way to to prove that you actually had uh, even received the threat in the first place,
2: right? I think that's the problem with any bureaucracy is is making sure all these little loose ends are taken care of and seeing that everybody does the uh, the dotting of the t's and. And then the crossing of the eyes, yes, that's right, it's backwards because it 's a bureaucracy.: It's a big bluff, I just don't I think. know
1: how they even would know necessarily. I mean right. I, I tend to not believe the government is a big computer in the sky that knows what one hand knows what the other is doing. I really do wonder if you don't fill out the Selective Service form,
0: if they'll ever know. It's a good question. That's why I feel like it's got to, it's, I think it's probably a big any bluff. any circumstance. I think it's probably a big, a big bluff, and I, uh, it'd be I, interesting I, to see what happens to folks who actually called them on it, because I didn't. I was too scared as a, as a teenager.
2: I think I didn't fill mine out, because I had joined really? the, uh, the Army before I actually needed to do it. Oh, I see. Well, then it so, won't, wouldn't matter for right, you. Right. It wouldn't matter for me, because I'd already signed the other paper. Right. So. I know
1: that I filled mine out.
2: I know that I did, too, because I remember reading it and being very
0: scared about possibly being fined $500,000. I
1: didn't even think about it. To me, you did, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, you're told to do things by your superiors, and you do them.
0: 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up what you want. Thankfully, I didn't have that uh, attitude growing up, Mark. I did not care what people told me to do. <laughs> Never liked authority from uh, from day one. But I also did consider joining the military at one point. But I think by the time I got the draft card,
6: I would move beyond that. Hour 3 is next. How long can you hold your breath? (sighs) Not long.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI as we launch here into the third hour of the program. Joining you tonight... It's Ian. JJ and Mark. Once again, eight hundred-two five nine ninety-two thirty one. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and we give you the features there for free. So enjoy those on us. The main feature of the site, you get to control the content of freetalklive.com by submitting different things you find online that you think are interesting, you think our other listeners might enjoy, and then the other listeners will vote and you get to vote on things too. And the voted most voted up of the items will make it to the front page and the top of the website see how it works and get involved over at freetalklive.com as we continue here uh, taking your phone calls still to come the latest on the kill team and your thoughts of course are welcome let's start things out with justin listening in maryland justin you're on free talk live the njj and mark hello justin justin in maryland going once justin in maryland going twice Well, I saw that uh, Justin's topic here was the Libya situation. We've actually got an update on that coming up here in moments. But first, the latest on the kill team from The Washington Times at WashingtonTimes.com. The investigation into those responsible for the Afghanistan kill team tactics led to... A letter of admonition for, uh, of Colonel Harry D. Tunnel fourth reports the Military Times, according to the Military Times, was a brigade commander an instigator or just asleep at the switch while the 5th Striker Brigade 2nd Inter- Infantry Division kill team was allegedly murdering civilians. And by the way, it's probably more than just an allegation considering at least one of them has copped two of uh, the killings. Right, we've
1: got a conviction now. It's not allegedly yeah. any longer.
0: Yeah. So uh, And he's now going to roll over on his uh, his teammates. Right.
1: It won't be allegedly for them at that point either.
0: That Army investigation finds no causal relationship between Colonel Tunnel, uh, his aggressive leadership, and the killings. But it criticizes Tunnel for neglectfulness that created a climate ripe for misconduct. The investigation, first reported by de Spiegel on Monday, ended in a letter of admonition for Tunnel. Per Corps Commander General Curtis Scaparrotti, tunnel superiors in Afghanistan lost confidence in him after he threw out the playbook and butted heads with commanders, derisively rejecting capacity building counterinsurgency doctrine in favor of a counter guerrilla strategy that concentrated in engaging and destroying the so-called enemy. Der Spiegel found statements in the Army report saying that Tunnel was out for revenge on a personal crusade as a result of being shot in the leg in Iraq. And the Military Times quotes a soldier who described Tunnel as follows, One soldier said of a talk by Tunnel, if I were to participate, excuse me, if I were to paraphrase the speech and my impressions about the speech in a single sentence, the phrase would be, let's kill those mother effers. Wow. That's how you uh, spread peace and democracy. Well, I
1: mean, come on. This is what war's about. And I just don't think, with the level of communication that America has, that it can fight an effective war anymore. And that, I think, is, you know, for better or for worse, the politicians haven't figured it out. Uh, The fact is war is about killing people and breaking things. And, you know, the idea that you're going to use war to create peace, I'd love to see the examples
0: so, again, this guy was in charge uh, the over top of this particular unit that was being accused of this. And remember, when we read the Rolling Stones piece, we read a bunch of it on the air uh, when that came out. It was eight, eight pages long. We couldn't get even get through half of it. But there was a lot of detail in there about the higher-ups. And I don't know if they particularly mentioned this tunnel individual. but I don't they remember the name. They did mention the higher-ups and how these higher-ups yeah. were essentially covering up for this this group, that they were aware that something was going on, that there was no way they couldn't be aware of it because people in these different divisions were sharing death photos with one another. They were passing them around on thumb drives and they were like trading cards almost, just trading with one another, you know, the pictures of the gore and the death that these people created as though it were something fun, as though it were something, you know, hey, I got this picture of this dead kid today, you know, that kind of thing.
2: Well, here we go with that uh, discussion about violence violence on video games playing out in real world and mm-hmm. i think the only place that could actually happen is the vi- is the military where you have people being put into the service of killing and here just like in video games when you get this achievement you show your friends you know or this one clip where i did really well and uh, the the idea that I have such overwhelming force at my disposal that my enemy is just no match. So it's just I go in and I just slaughter them every time. Every time I go in and these noobs just don't see it coming, (laughs) and and then I just pwn them and I go home and show you know my friends this video of me poning. United
1: States military poning noobs. Yeah,
2: good times. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what it's all about the whole the whole idea that we are so powerful and so righteous that nothing we do can be any bit uh, inherently wrong or bad or evil, that uh, that our way is the way, and if you don't follow it, your way is the grave. So, again,
1: and, don't forget building your country on top of some valuable resources. That's a very bad idea.
2: Yeah, right.
0: So, again, there was uh, plenty of evidence that these military higher-ups were, they had to have been aware of what was going on, and that the the U.S. military, to the top levels, all the way up to the White House uh, was involved in covering this up trying to go from house to house uh to the soldiers homes in in the US and, and raid them essentially Looking at their computers and attempting to track down every digital copy of these photos, the 4,000 photos that had been taken of these death scenes. I mean, these people were very well aware that this could be a huge uh, situation, and they were very interested in covering it up. So this general, this uh, guy, this tunnel uh, character, this colonel, has basically been given a letter of reprimand.
2: Well, it yeah, sounds that's like his punishment. These individuals have some serious mental issues that they need to deal with. If this is how they view. Their, their place in the war, but also considering the idea that their conflict needs to be continued in order for the, the uh, industrial-military complex to make, make more money, the the kill teams would just succeed in riling up more anti-Western sentiment and more uh, militants who are going to plant those IEDs.
1: Right. If, if, if you are in the military-industrial complex and you create things that go kaboom for a living... This is only good news because right. you know that, you know, uh, madmen in United States military uniforms going around and killing innocent people. This isn't in dispute. If you're listening right now and you don't know anything about this kill team, it is not in dispute. This was wholesale murder. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about murder during war i'm talking about murder murder and uh, killing young people killing killing kids you know (laughs) all kinds of just just wholesale murder unarmed and all that's going to do is create animosity towards the united states military towards the united states government and towards the united states people that's why 9-11 occurred just listen to what uh, you know, uh, Bin Laden Some, said, yeah. just listen to what these people say. Stop for a second with your flag waving and your hymn, hemming. Right. Well, that would require- just listen to what these people say that
0: would require them to actually do what you're suggesting and, and not listen to what the government says and actually listen to what somebody else has to say for
2: once. Right. Planting the seeds of hate in the next generation so that we can ensure the next war happens. Oh, right. They want to make sure this war on terror can go on forever. Right. right. They, they don't just want this Afghanistan conflict to be a one hit wonder. No, they want Afghanistan to be a, a wellspring of military technology depletion.
1: There's some people out there in the military and, you know, that want that. I would say most of them that want these wars to end. I know they do, but it doesn't matter because those, the people, that get paid for the killing, and no one can deny it happens. The mm-hmm. people that get paid for the killing are making a killing off of all that killing. So, the, you know, the 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 military industrial complex feeds the politicians. The politicians feed the military. The military feeds the military industrial complex. It's a it's the circle of life. <laughs> the snake life. eating, eating its death, right. <laughs>
0: Yes. So, uh, of course, your thoughts are welcome at 800-259-9231. And continuing, speaking of escalating conflict, there's news out of Libya. I think, Mark, you've got that story. We'll get to that here in a moment. Of course, we'll take your calls as well. Let's jump into them. And uh, first, talk to Captain Ned listening in Florida. Captain Ned, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian J.J. Mark. Yes, gentlemen.
9: How are you doing tonight? Great. What's on your mind, sir? Hey, for the last hour, I've been steaming like the reactors of Fukushima in Japan, man, since I heard that uh, quote from uh, Katrina era. From the Guard or National Guardsman, whoever, when asked, and I'd like you to clarify this for me, he was asked, would you fire upon Americans? And he said, I guess I'd do it.
0: Well, I don't know the exact quote. It's been years since we've we've seen it, but that was yeah. the gist of it. That was, to paraphrase. Uh,
9: gentlemen, gentlemen, that's what the citizens of several states united are for, okay?
0: To fire that's
9: on when Americans? Tell you, so, we'll let you make that. your point
0: here in a moment. Hold that thought, Captain Edmore, with the... Captain Ned, in moments, 800-259-9231, and your calls as well about what you want. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The features? they're free. So enjoy those on us features including listening options, live streams, we've got them, broadband and dial-up versions of the show, uh, available 24 hours a day. The latest episode of Free Talk Live is running there on the streams. Plus you can also listen to those streams via our listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. There's also our webcam, which actually right now is down uh, and then the uh, great radio stations that we're on over 90 stations from coast to coast, plus satellite listening options like XM Satellite Radio as well as our free-to-air KU band channel. So go and get all the details on how to listen at listen.freetalklive.com. As we continue, Captain Ned is back with us here, Captain Ned uh, in Florida. wanted to make sure you had time to get your thoughts out, so go ahead, sir.
9: Yes, gentlemen. uh, You know, I'm going to go out on a limb like a squirrel. I'm an old squirrel hunter. I'm going to assume that guy who said, uh, you know, would you fire upon Americans, I guess I'd do it. I'm going to assume he was like a National Guardsman. He was, and uh, the National Guard is subject to absolute federal control. Perpich versus Department of Defense, 1990. When federalized, it is not part of the militia. Thomas Jefferson summed it all up when he said, uh, "For the citizens of several states, the strongest reason for the people to retain the right to keep and bear arms is, as last resort, protect themselves against tyranny and government." And there's no clearer. There's no clearer point than that gentleman's statement. Would you fire upon Americans? Yes, I guess I'd do it. I, I've got a big problem with that, gentlemen.
0: I, I'm with you. Well, you don't think that the, uh, the thank other God, members... We're on the same foxhole again, gentlemen. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Ned. Now, I see where <laughs> you're coming uh, from. It
1: might sound violent,
0: but it's, you know, that's what he's saying. He, he
9: would shoot Americans? Bring it to us.
0: Well, uh, you made a comment that well he must be part of the National Guard and you happen uh, to be
9: i w- like the Fukushima reactor's gentlemen that I you know what yeah,
10: I I I got I, you man I'm calm down
0: I've got a question for you or a point to make here. Please do. Please you made do. the point that you thought he was part of the National Guard. He was. That's I a true. That.
9: I would assume that. That's
0: a true statement. However, that doesn't mean that uh, the members of the the army wouldn't do the exact same thing. I'm not saying they yeah, all whatever. would. I'm not saying they all would, but uh, some of them certainly would, don't you think?
9: Well, yeah, you know, I got I gotta let my blood pressure drop. Here to Alaska, Dave. Please, Dave, do park for free in the several states of Alaska if they shut the government down. And let your Springer Spandul of the several states run free, sir. <laughs>
0: awesome. Thanks, Ned. Appreciate the call okay, tonight. I'll, I'll, I'll... Thank you, sir. At 800-259-9231. He's steaming. He's upset. Uh, but I, it's, it's upsetting. It's right absolutely upsetting. These people, people are trained to follow orders, and yes, there's no doubt. Many of them are oath keepers, and I think oath keepers are becoming more popular over time, and that's this organization of uh, military and and uh, police officers, law enforcement folks that have signed an oath that say that they will never you know, do things like confiscate firearms or fire on Americans and things like that. And I think that's great, and I think that that should, should become more popular popular. But all that aside, many of these folks have been trained to follow orders and, and while they may not like the order of firing on Americans, they will, some of them, follow it. Don't you think JJ? Oh, You're in the Army.
2: Well when when I was uh when, you know in the National Guard there the training, we'd never actually thought about this stuff. You know, the whole idea of riots and uh going and, and cracking down and cracking skulls, it was never even a concern. It was never any sort of uh, Discussion none whatsoever. None, n- never once did we ever talk about shooting civilians. You were or taught taking, to fight and kill. Yeah, we were just taught our job. We were artillery units, and uh, you know, I was in the fire direction control, so I just worked worked on my specific task, and there was never any concern about that. And you were deployed in another country. Yes? Well, I went to Germany for a little bit. Right. Um but other than uh, really i think how would you
0: have felt if they had deployed you in the streets of alabama during uh, you know shortly after a natural disaster with a, with a weapon
2: yeah I, I would have definitely felt out of place but to, you would have, have done least, it right like you would have you would have
0: you would have been in those streets you would have enforced whatever those rules were uh at that time maybe you wouldn't have shot somebody but you probably would have gone so far as to to, to beat sandbags
2: there. yeah i mean right. uh, whatever uh relief efforts that sort of stuff. All but, right,
0: uh, JJ, now it's your job. You yes. and your crew, uh it's your job to set up a roadblock here and start checking uh, ID from folks. Oh, really? Would you do that? Uh, you know, that's how that, The old JJ, not old, not today's JJ. The
2: old well, he probably would have. Yeah. Yeah, the, the thing about it it's is... It's just
0: one more step to say th- yeah, that... Exactly it's it. one more step to say we're on the lookout for domestic terrorists. Now, if you see any of these guys, beware. They're armed. They could do something to you. And then just to well, kind of gin that's up the, the fear
2: compartmentalizing the entire process is that the person at the top knows exactly what they want and and, and who to go after to get it but they just take it and they, and they make it into little pieces so this guy finds the person, this guy goes and arrests the person, mm. this guy goes and prosecutes that person or whatever the situation may be. They they just divide it up among a lot of people. No one knows the, to, the totality of this action or what the conclusion ought to be or, or is intended to be. They only know their part in it and they all they, that you care about when you're in, in the uh, the army or in any sort of government services fulfilling that little obligation that you have your your responsibility your role that they have pumped up over time and loaded you full of that jingoism juice so that you uh you feel you're doing the right thing yep.
1: and th- that's all it is i mean this this kid was uh you know told time and time and time again of course he took a he swore an oath to to defend the nation against enemies foreign and domestic but how is he supposed to know that the guy The officer that's giving him the command to fire on American citizens during the Katrina incident. And that's what what Mm -hmm. happened here. How's he supposed to be able to determine that that's an enemy domestic?
0: Well, he's I mean, supposed to think for himself. And he's make supposed those to, but, he's but been look what happened to
1: Bradley Manning yeah. when he decided that the, the State Department right. and the CIA were enemies domestic, and he took this information that he got and he gave it
0: to WikiLeaks. He'll be in will to safer he right. That that soldier would have been safer to just follow orders. The right?
1: Obama administration is has cracked down on whistleblowers three times as many lawsuits for whistleblowers as there were under the Bush administration. There is no. Uh, I've heard look, an even if,
2: worse figure than that, but go ahead.
1: Maybe so. Um, uh, but listen, if you're in the military right now, or you've taken the oath to, to protect the Constitution against enemies, foreign and domestic, just understand that if the enemy is uh, the enemies domestic, apparently don't work for the government anymore. There's no such thing as an enemy domestic in the government. Enemies domestic,
0: mm-hmm. they're just the regular citizens now. Let's go to Donnie listening in Charleston uh, to WVTS in West Virginia. Hello, Donnie.
11: Yeah, I can barely hear you guys. Can you hear me? Okay, you sound great. Go ahead. Okay, well, Mark mentioned that this is why 9-11 happened. Well, 9-11 happened like nine or ten years ago. Yeah. You know, it didn't happen because of those guys in Afghanistan. I mean, there's 150,000 people over there. You got, what, ten of them going wild? And the whole army gets painted like that. I mean, that's not real cool. Well, c- c- clearly
1: I wasn't. I wasn't clear. Let me let me clear it up for you. Let's put him down, please. There's a weird yeah, there's echo there. Funny noises you. here, and then you'll get a chance to respond. Don't worry. What I was trying to say, if I wasn't clear, is that uh, 9/11, among other reasons, there's basically two: is that a. Um, that the the people in you know the Middle East don't like Israel and they feel that Israel was a plot uh, perpetrated against them by the the British government and the United States government and there's a lot of evidence for that and they don't like the United States military being all over the Middle East um, you know supporting their little tin pot dictators that rule over them um, in any way that they wish. And that is why 9-11 occurred.
2: Yeah. the uh, the Inserting the Shah on Iran, putting bases on the Holy Land in Saudi Arabia were specific points that were mentioned. Yep. Let's bring Donnie back here in a moment. Donnie, if you can stick with us. Uh, I know you're on a cell phone. We'll see if we can give him a chance
0: to respond to that here in a moment That's at sure. 800-259-9231. I think that definitely cleared it up. Uh, more on the way. 800-259-9231. You can take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk
7: Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Carnation Breakfast Essentials, helping your family get off to a nutritious start every day. Mornings can be chaotic, but a little advanced work will take the pressure off. The night before, organize backpacks and put them at the door, along with anything else that your kids need for the day. Set a timer for five minutes before departure to give everyone a chance to mobilize, and off you go. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com yourfamilytoday.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Joining us, uh, joining you rather tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. Uh, And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy features like our news updates. You get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. You can follow us via Facebook, Twitter, or Sign up for our emails, which of course, is the best way to keep up to date with what's going on. Go to news.freetalklive.com to get signed up for free, of course. That's news.freetalklive.com.
1: Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top on the right-hand side of the page. SACL CAI is one of our longest-running sponsors, and we thank Jason Osborne over there with the principal of the organization. Very much. Sickle CAI.
0: Let's continue. Bring Donnie back on here. Uh, Donnie, are you with us there in Charleston?
5: Yeah.
1: All right, yeah, so, I'm here.
0: Go, so you had asked the question about uh, what Mark had said earlier regarding the 9-11 and what started it. And, of course, it was specifically the U.S.'s intervention uh, in the Middle East, in their politics, and their violent intervention as well uh, with the military. And that was what was upsetting those folks. And that's what started it. So your, your but Donnie response. was right in the specific, though. So your response is welcome.
11: Who do those people like over there? I mean, you know what I mean? There's 44 wars going on on this planet right now. And the one thing they have in common is those people are involved in every single one of them. Really? You know? You think of yes. the, every yes, every war has uh,
1: an Islamic country involved and, in it?
11: Uh, and the thing is, I wish we wasn't over there in Afghanistan Me too. Or, or Iraq. Because Me too. I personally don't think that one American life is worth every life in that entire part of the, uh, of the world because most people don't want to get well. along with anybody. Look, I, I and they look, go to other
1: countries. It, little may little may to it may or may not be true. Like I don't know,
0: and I do tend to think that what uh, may or may not be true his statement. I, it may that or may one American life isn't worth every one of those people. I mean, come on, that's clearly not true. My, wa- my life,
1: my life is not worth every one of those people's lives. Okay, I'm not trading my life for a billion Muslims or a billion Christians or a billion anything. My life is not worth theirs. Uh, right. That's the reality. I'm sorry, but
0: what I hear in that statement is that those people are less than than we are, and that's not true. Oh i they
1: they shouldn't be uh, look i i you can you can interpret it however you want but the fact
11: how is, did you
2: interpret that statement jj when you heard that well th- the, the don't way want marks
11: to along with anybody. the way he
2: the way this guy had said it it definitely seemed to be a bigoted statement but i think marks point is that he values himself more than he values a billion people regardless of what their value is but non intervention
1: uh, is the solution hey, uh, non intervention is a solution everybody can agree on right look i mean i wouldn't want to
2: die for any amount of people to be honest. I mean, I'd rather have my impact be what I choose it to be instead of uh, decided by by some, I don't know, random probability. Go ahead, Donnie.
11: Well, the thing is, I mean, face it you guys, these people, I don't care how libertarian you are or how mean you are or how full of love you are, these people start trouble everywhere they go. See, this is is the problem with what what you're saying.
0: You can't say these people.
2: Yeah. No
11: one wants to hold them accountable for it. Thanks, Donnie, for the yeah, call tonight.
0: I appreciate hearing from you. Okay,
2: look, you're right. The, the these people statement is definitely sort of a bigoted sounding statement, and it's not something that I generally support. Obviously, but I think what I want to point out is okay. Go ahead. No, no. Uh, okay, please, please make your statement. I okay. have something to say when you're done. Excellent. What I what I want to say is simply that clearly, based on what is happening in the Middle East right now, with all of these countries uprising and 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 re- re- revolting against the governments. Clearly, these people are very upset with the way things are. Clearly, what is happening in this part of the world is not good. It is not, you know, status quo. Every day is great, and we're just going to go along with the flow. Clearly, what is happening in that part of the world is is a massive amount of people being either used or or uh, facing tyrannical despots, and they don't want to take it anymore. And so they're doing their own thing they're 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 rising up against the governments and and doing their own sort of economies their own protection their own services their own government if you will without a government their own governance So
1: I think that I think that there's truth to the statement that some people in some Middle Eastern countries are backwards and hyper-religious. Okay, I think it's true here too. Well, no, I don't think it's quite the same. You don't think they're hyper-religious Americans? Wait, wait wait, 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 wait a second. Let's make a comparison. You burn a Koran in the United States, and there are you know there's there's killings in the Middle East. You burn a Bible in the Middle East, and there's nothing that happens in the United States. So there is a difference in the reaction and the religiosity of some of these people. Look, it's a book
0: and some of those people. Thanks for qualifying right, that because and and Donnie wasn't bothering right, to qualify. He, right,
1: he just paints them all painting, in the same
0: – You just paints them all with the same brush. It's right, completely unfair. That, and that's not fair or Let's true. Let's continue with your calls. Nick is listening to apparently XM Radio. Nick uh, listening on uh, America's Talk yeah, uh, XM Hey, Nick, uh, I'm surprised you're listening. I thought, I didn't think we thought on uh, started on XM until 10 o'clock Eastern. You're, you're listening on XM.
10: Oh, well, well, maybe it's a repeat and you're in a time loop.
0: Huh, that's fantastic. I'm <laughs> glad to hear it. Well, so, let's do the time loop again. Yeah, Get, uh, <laughs> the time
10: yeah, loop. You guys were talking about, <laughs> were talking about the, uh, Australia banning the new Duke Nukem game.
0: Yeah, apparently they're talking about it. I don't know if it has actually gone th- uh, through yet. Get some.
10: Yeah. Uh, it just kind of brings to mind, I wonder how their supposed uh, ship ban, oh, I mean firearms ownership ban is going, and whether or not they... uh. Still disallow black people from entering their country. I,
1: I didn't know that. What? That's bizarre and weird. But their 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 firearm ban is going so well that now they've outlawed crossbows. Wow. Really? Yeah. So now oh, well. only <laughs> only outlaws own crossbows in
0: Australia.
10: Yeah. Okay. And they they have no citizens except for law enforcement and active military.
0: What does that mean?
10: That they're, they're not citizens. They don't have this rights of citizenship Who- as we do here.
0: I guess I don't understand what you're saying. Don't they have to vote though?
10: Well, you can vote, you know, that's one privilege of citizenship, but you know, if if you must be unarmed, you're not really a true oh, citizen. I see what you're saying. your government does not feel that, you know,
0: I, I got gotcha. you. Well, first of all, there's a little bit of confusion. Then I guess I'm not a citizen. right? There's, first of all, a little bit of confusion in what you said. Uh, you either have rights or you have privileges. You can't you interchange those those two terms. A privilege is something that you've essentially begged for uh, from somebody who, who controls you, whereas uh, a right is something that you are inherently born and with. Right. And it, you don't have more rights because you live here in this plot of land than people in Australia or people in the Middle East. Every human... If you believe in the concept of of rights, you have to apply it to every human being across the entire world. Governments do not grant rights. Governments only take people's freedom away from them. Well, governments were meant
2: to protect those rights. That's what and, they were meant unless to do. It
10: reaches a Unless it reaches legislation, then they can decide that your rights are indeed privileges and take them away.
2: But right. My point being,
0: though, that in that case, you're not dealing with a group of people that respects rights. You're dealing with a group of tyrants who just want to control you. And the fact that humans would allow their
2: rights to be taken away also just shows that they don't really care that much about them in the first place. Anything that, that this group of uh, this conclave of the wise puts on paper and they call legislation is really just fiction. It's just words on paper. And then they have these foot soldiers that take these words on paper and they, they put real guns behind them because they are indoctrinated into this religion of paper words and, and books that are called laws and stuff. It's it's all a joke. Nick, any other thoughts? Oh,
10: okay, that's... that's- that's cool. I, I, <laughs> I see a little bit
0: different slanted point of view here. Well, the, That's all right. You certainly so will I'm be hearing, hearing that. I know that we're brand new there. Buddies. On yeah, yeah, you're certainly going to be hearing things different on this program than uh, the rest of the, the talk that you yeah, might Free hear. Yeah, Free
1: Talk Live is not ultra-conservative talk. It is not a liberal talk. It's a, it's a kind of talk that you probably have never heard before. Here on Free Talk Live, we believe in peace, freedom, and personal responsibility.
0: Cool. Thanks. All right, guys, Thanks, I'll Nick. Be listening. Yeah, looking forward to hearing from you again uh, in the future because we have been on XM's our first week there uh, on XM America's Talk One Fifty Eight, and so I'm gonna have to check with the program director and see if maybe they picked up our first hour because it was just the second and third hours. But he's apparently here hearing- recorded. Huh? But it was recorded. That's right. So, so he he's hearing, about- he called about Duke Nukem, which we talked about in our first hour. Yeah. So they're hearing our first hour right now on XM. Very cool. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything you want, even the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are coming up next.
7: Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area. Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com.
0: Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain, but enough time for your call, your thoughts. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll. line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. You can go to promote.freetalklive.com to get a list of things that you can do to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the country, around the world as well one of those things you can do is you can actually send off for a free free talk Live bumper sticker. I actually had somebody send me a bumper sticker request. I got one in the mail today and uh, he requested some business cards as well. Like we don't really have any business cards to give you, but there are uh, there's a business card graphic on the promote page that you can use and print out with your own printer or whatever not or you know your own local printer or online at this to print or however you want to do it. Yeah. Uh, but we don't actually have business cards to give away to you. We do have bumper stickers and you can get the address to which you need to send a self-addressed stamped envelope to receive that bumper sticker and uh, probably throw an LRN.FM bumper sticker in the envelope too for you. So go to promote.freetalklive.com to learn that and other ways that you can promote this program.
1: Memorydealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers. They're 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers at up to 99% off of list price. They also offer great prices and service on used networking equipment such as Cisco routers and switches. In stock, ready to ship the overnight delivery. It's
0: MemoryDealers.com. All right, so the toll-free number again is 1-800-259-9231. The latest on the Libya situation, Mark, you've got an update. Uh, Apparently, it may not just be a bombing campaign soon.
1: Well, you know, if you love America, you've got another
0: war to support. And who would have guessed? I mean, who would have guessed that the the military, the government, would expand their government program that they started? Look, I don't want to hear you talking bad about
1: this war because Obama started it. If you support the troops, you've got to support this war. (laughs) Um, Let's see. CBS, AP, Washington, the United States may consider sending troops to Libya with a possible international ground force that could aid the rebels, according to the general who led the military mission into until NATO took over. Uh, Army General Carter Ham also told lawmakers Thursday that uh, added American participation would not be ideal, and ground troops could erode the international coalition and make it more difficult to get Arab support for operations in Libya. Of course, you know what are you going to do when the uh, the rebels there in Libya are, are you know, they 're just not military guys they 're no. not competent they 're not you know, they're they're not-, not
2: organized, they're not disciplined, they aren't trained in certain tactics the military uses especially modern warfare. They can do guerrilla tactics certainly. They can just sit behind a building and wait for someone to take pot shots at, but they don't have that sort of battlefield discipline that it takes to actually take ground from a military unit. Right. Uh,
1: guerrilla tactics are fine for harassing a uh, an, an occupying enemy, right. but they really aren't much good for taking ground. Ham said the operation was largely stalemated now and um, was more likely to remain that way since America had transferred control to NATO. He said NATO has done an effective job at an increasingly complex combat situation, but he noted that in a new tactic – Muammar Gaddafi's forces are making airstrikes more difficult by staging military forces and vehicles near civilian areas such as schools and mosques. That's not too new. Mm. The use of the international ground force is a possible plan to bolster rebels fighting forces loyal to the Libyan um, fighting forces. Excuse me. Bolster rebels fighting forces loyal to the Libyan leader. I ham said at a uh, Senate Armed Services Committee hearing. Asked him that be, is, the rebels are fighting the forces right. that are loyal to. It's not the rebel Libyan fighting leader. forces loyal to the Libyan leader. It's rebels fighting forces loyal to the Libyan leader.
0: Got it. Now, yeah. wasn't it's, it pointed out that these uh, some of these rebel folks are actually Al Qaeda? Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. So Al-Qaeda. now they're going to be bringing ground troops in to fight uh, alongside of, of Al Qaeda, who mm. they were trying to kill
1: in Iraq and <laughs> Afghanistan. Woo! That makes sense. It makes none. <laughs> it just makes none. Well, and last... that's the problem with the intervention in the Middle East. Yes. And uh, you know, Donnie called in, and I, I, I feel that you know he has uh, his the way he expressed his opinion wasn't uh, wasn't terribly diplomatic. But to some extent, I agree with him. It's a huge mess over there in the Middle East. Some of the mess is of our making because you mean the military. The military making the United States CIA. government's uh, CIA's and, you know, the, the United States government's making. And they you know, they're, they're, so as a result, the these people have been impoverished and because they're impoverished, they tend to cling to their Torahs and their Korans and their 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 whatever religious books they've got a little more. If they were to, say, see the benefits of a more free society, meaning more wealth. Then they would probably have come out of this stuff if there wasn't war all over the place. Those wars caused by people rebelling against their despotic uh, leaders whom the United States government in most cases supports. That's right. Well, this is all of the problems that the United States government has uh, created. If the United States government would get its military out of the more than a thousand military bases on more than 130 countries. And bring them home. Yeah, just imagine if they wouldn't have these problems. Right.
0: Just imagine if their exposure to America was just the American culture, the the Hollywood movies yep. and the, the restaurants, Coca-Cola, and the Coca-Cola, Britney and Spears. The, things, the, the things that people like. Yeah, some uh, of them
1: will hate that. Right. There are some people in this country that hate those things. But those people wouldn't have the traction that they have today. Yes, some people hate Christians, some, some Muslims hate Christians, they hate America, they hate all these things, no doubt. But those people wouldn't have the traction because they wouldn't be able to point to dead civilians, dead children, and say, look! See what they do. Right. The great Satan. uh, Try to imagine just for a second. Try to imagine what it must be like to be in some Middle Eastern country, the United States government buying oil, uh, you know, through propping up the oil companies and buying uh, up your your, the oil that your sheikhs. They have it and they do nothing for you is all they do is hold you down. You don't get anything like democracy. The guy's been in charge. The family's been in charge for decades. There's nothing you can do. And you know that you can't overthrow him because the United States military base that's in your country will come to his aid. Mm. You know you are clear you're 100% clear it's the problem is the United States government supporting your dictator. You would be outraged, and I am outraged that the, that Ameri- the American people sit by while their government that 230-something years ago fought a war against a king now supports kings.
2: That's right. That's a perfect example. And one thing I'd like to point out is like Japan is an example for a country that has a culture that is exported to other regions. And so Many people have seen a lot of the Japanese culture, some of their anime, some of their more uh, different sort of flavors of, of uh, media and mm-hmm. entertainment. But yet at the same time, Japan hasn't been putting troops all over the world. There's, sure. no, there's no suicide bombers uh, talking about going after Japan and going and killing them. Even though their culture is you know, prevalent in, in many areas they they still don't have that negative side effect that Mark was talking and about. And even the though much bodies. of the culture is disagreeable, I mean, they've got sure. tentacle porn. Yeah, exactly. They have a lot of really wacky culture, but people don't talk about killing Japanese or going and bombing some Japanese temple because Japanese aren't killing people outside of Japan. I mean, sure, the government in Japan is doing stuff to their own people. I'm sure mm-hmm. they're lying about the Fukushima plant and all sorts of other things, but they aren't going and uh, creating this intervention which, Uh, policy in other nations and they aren't creating enemies for generations to come yep that makes a difference
1: you know i mean it seems these things seem obvious and so many people they just don't look at it that way they you know they they see the flag they love it we're a superpower it's right and indeed that that's another argument is that if the united states isn't the world's superpower and flexing its muscles all over the world then somebody's going to be and i don't know whether you know maybe that's true maybe it's not maybe inside that vacuum but that china begs- and russia would attempt to be the superpowers or but whatever but that begs
0: the question that would that other superpower in t- attempt to uh, in- exert its influence on the united states which is a- clearly not going to be the case How- um, and- how much more wealthy would the United States be if it
1: wasn't spending billions and billions and yeah. billions of dollars dropping bombs all over? How p- much more part of that wealth would be for defense? That th- that wealth would be in the in the pockets of Americans? Well, we Can't have
2: that. We can't have. Uh, here 's here's me the global elitist we can 't have the United States being the most powerful country in the world because well then they wouldn 't want to join our big one world government or our one world conspiracy or whatever that idea is the The idea of the monetary control is what it actually all comes down to is they 're trying compartmentalizing obviously works to spread out the jobs, but when it comes to money you want to you want to take all of that money and make it into one currency, one valuation so you only have one bureaucracy to control that's that 's the bigger idea and the uh, Uh, You know, they did it first with the European Union and and getting one currency for all those nations. And you've seen how bad that has gone. Then the talk of the Amero, which, you know, I don't know if that's ever going to materialize after the EU's debacle. But that's another idea with the IMF and the World Bank. They're now, now they're proposing
1: yes. a one world currency. Yes. They are actually, they're, they're calling them drafts or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. they, they've got some SDRs. Special and, drawing rights. Special yeah. drawing rights. Yeah, that's drawing drafts. Um, so they, they're calling them the S- these SDRs and they could very well make them so that they are the, the world reserve currency. Currently the U.S. dollar is but once the U.S. dollar is not the world reserve currency, then what's going to happen to all those dollars around the world? You're going to see them rush back into the united states when they rush back in the united states then you have a situation of a world's worth of dollars Inflation. trying to, to fit itself into a nation that's going to be hyperinflation
0: yeah. we're out of time for tonight back tomorrow online in the meantime at freetalklive.com The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. Okay. It's another
1: edition of the Edgington Post. And I have with me today, Dulcie Cushmore. Dulcie, are you there?
12: I am. Good evening.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Um, now, um... We have been advertising discount prescription services here on Free Talk Live for, well, you know, a couple few months now. And I wanted to give you a chance to talk to the listeners and to ask them, you know, for, for me to ask you some questions so that people might be able to get a better grip on what discount prescription services is. Great.
12: We'll so, be happy to do that.
1: Okay. So um, give, me the, give me the elevator pitch.
12: The elevator pitch. What we do is we are facilitators uh, for people to be able to bring their medications at a greatly reduced cost in from uh, other uh, outside of the U.S., uh, Canada, um, New Zealand, uh, different places. All of the drugs, or mostly all of the drugs that you buy in the United States are made in other countries, and if you look at your packages, uh, if you get them in a package, it will say that. It doesn't say it if it's in a pill bottle usually, but um, it will say that. Uh, many, many drugs today, most of what uh, the big box stores get, the $4 generics, all come from Cipla Limited in India. They're a huge uh, drug manufacturer there. Okay. And actually all of the, mostly every drug company, Pfizer, everybody is in India as well. They're also in Turkey and um, all, all over the world making drugs, but a lot comes through India because they're really um, sophisticated plants and um, they're, the ones that we get from are FDA-inspected plants and uh, we only work with pharmacies um, in Canada mainly that are with a group that are, uh, they have about 68 different um, things that they have to go through standards to be approved for membership in this group. And it's very, very stringent, and we only work with those, so we never have a problem with anything. So um, I,
1: uh, I, is, I was going to say, I saw in 60 Minutes uh, a couple of weeks ago where they were doing an expose on counterfeit, dr- counterfeit drugs that are made in right. you know other countries with, I don't know, sugar tablets and Drano.
12: Yeah, you have to be very careful, and that's why we tell people when they call us, I mean, certainly you can find prices online that are a lot less than our prices, but... There are, I will tell you, only 14, and that's the number, 14, online pharmacies that are a part of this group in Canada, and uh, they are the only ones that are certified, like that, with all these standards, and have in fact worked a little bit with our government uh, on trying to flesh out some of these. Um, Rogue pharmacies, and they would like to see them be gone because it's very dangerous. There are a lot of people. There's a flyer going around um, with a drug com- with a, a pharmacy, but they're not a real pharmacy. They're actually located in Belize now that we've we found out. But they sell Lipitor for ninety days for thirty dollars. Well, that's ridiculous. You can't. I mean, that's a, that's a phony drug. You're probably getting. Um, a sugar pill, or you're getting something that doesn't have the right dose or the right thing in it. Because they don't so make Lipitor. Just, there
1: isn't a Lipitor generic, right?
12: There isn't. We can get generics of of, all, of a lot of drugs. Like Lipitor, there is a generic of, okay. but it's made in India But you can bring a 90-day supply in. What we're not allowed to do is we're not allowed to bring in say, generic Lipitor and sell it to one of the drugstores for resale. You can't do any of that. You're allowed to bring a 90-day supply in for personal use, and that's all we can get. If your script said it was for the year, we can still only bring 90 days in at a time for you, order it for you. Gotcha. We don't handle any drugs. We don't give any drug information. We will tell you if uh, you called us and said you had, like, um, paracurinol well, that's a four-dollar drug in the United States. So we say just go to one of Target or Walmart or one of those places or your regular pharmacy and buy it from them because we're trying to save people money. So where we can save them money, we do that and order it. And where we know it's less money in the United States, we tell them that.
1: You know, it's it's a great thing because drugs cost so much and, uh, you know,
12: Unbelievable.
1: It's, it's, it's incredible. Now, um, you know, a lot of people are, you know, they may wonder, you know, why do drugs cost more in the United States than they do in, in other countries?
12: The reason is that the United States is the only country that uh, the country does not bid and buy the drugs and give it to the wholesalers, as every other country does. What the United States is, it's a free market, and the wholesalers get buy the drugs from the pharmaceutical companies, and then they bring them in, and the pharmacies can charge, the wholesalers charge whatever they want, and the pharmacies charge whatever they want. So you could find the same drug at uh, a different brand, a different box store that's the same all over the country, but it will be different prices for the Mm -hmm. same drug. It's whatever the market will bear on a lot of the stuff. I had a drug that was in our U.S. pharmacy that was twenty-two dollars, and I called one of our local big retail pharmacies, and it was one hundred and twenty-five, and that was a U.S. pharmacy to a U.S. pharmacy.
1: Jeez! So, what are some of the price differences on? Um, you know, just I—I I don't know what the most popular drugs out there are. I don't know what people take them for, but um, you know, I—I I know that uh, I know you guys supply Viagra. Well,
12: just well, yeah. Viagra, we we have in quantity. It's about five dollars a pill, and it's I think eighteen. to I think it might even be twenty two dollars in Florida in some places a pill. So that's a huge savings. And what's happened is the VA has cut the. They're only allowed I think one pill a week or four pills a month is all they're allowed to buy. Mm. So I mean, so they come people come to us because you can get a quantity of it. Um, so those are the differences. We have great prices on cancer drugs. Uh, we had a cancer drug that um, somebody is taking. It was $8,000 a month, and Good we're getting heavens. it for three. Well, Thousand? you know what? That's the difference between that guy's life.
1: Yeah, he yeah. can't
12: afford 8000 a month. Right. And his insurance won't cover it.
1: And, and so it, the, it's so We what's... also
12: had Nexium just got pulled off... Uh, the formulary plan for one of the big insurance things, and it's now up to six hundred and ten dollars for a three-month supply, and I think we're somewhere about a hundred and seventy hmm. for the same thing. I mean, that's huge savings.
1: It's, it's a big savings. It's... Big savings. So, um, if, and, if... It's
12: the, and the drugs are all all of the drugs, the generics are pharmacies pull them off the line. They are batch tested. They are coming out of actual dispensing licensed pharmacies with physicians who own our pharmacies, uh, not just pharmacists, but their physicians, um, when we put an order in, it goes right into the pharmacy. It, we do a, If you're a first-time client, we get what other pills you're taking and a little health history. They take a look at that, so if they see that maybe you've gone older people sometimes go to three or four or five doctors, and they don't always know what they're taking from each doctor. Mm -hmm. If there's something that's going to interact, that the doctor in Canada will call their doctor in the States to tell them and let them know and change the pill or the dose. Gotcha. We have a a refill system. So once you've ordered with us, uh, we have... we, it triggers when it's time for you to reorder, so you don't run out of your drugs, and we call you to make sure you're still taking it. That's a nice. It.
1: That's a nice benefit it's because a, you know I, I have nice, I've taken a few different. Uh, I've taken drugs in the past, and maybe I'll have to go and refill a prescription. And I'll often just forget about those things. And I mean, you guys calling that'd be convenient.
12: Uh, it's especially for older people who, and even people who are busy working, they just forget. Yeah. And uh, we call and we remind them and we uh, leave a message. And, and and we have a lot of elder people that we even will have an absolute count of their p- account because they, they will have gotten one thing and not ordered the other. And so we have them count on the phone and call us back and we'll put the counts in and try and get them evened out. I mean, so we do all those services for people. Jeez. The other thing that we do is if somebody has ordered their medicine on time, allowing the three weeks for delivery, and they don't get it and it gets lost in shipping, it's it's replaced for free. Obviously, at the end of thirty days, but I will also out of my pocket have them go to their local pharmacy and buy a ten day supply until we can get them the new their new shipment in. That's because a huge I don't bias. want people going without their medicine. Jeez, that's so. <laughs> that's it's a nice guarantee. A, that's just what I I believe in. I don't do it for Viagra, but I do it for <laughs> people's, to people's normal drugs that they need.
1: Got it. So, so, Viagra probably isn't a life-saving drug. Right. <laughs> now, we
12: also have, we have, like, for uh, people with birth control issues, like kids in college or just people. on. I mean, that's gotten really expensive, and we have great prices on those things. And sometimes on many drugs, we're lower than the copay. So even if people have insurance and maybe your copay is fifty or sixty dollars on a drug, if you give us a call, we can certainly give you a price we could be lower than that. Let's say for Lipitor or something it might be fifty or sixty and we are ten milligrams I think is about one twenty nine for ninety pills. So in that case we would be substantially lower.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it. Now, if somebody um, calls in and, you know, they, for instance, they go to meds.freetalklive.com, which is uh, redirected to, you know, your one of your welcome pages there, and uh, Free Talk Live gets credit for it when people, um, you know, purchase through you, or through us, I should say, and they go to the click become a member there. And once they do that, right. and and the membership's free, uh, you guys have waived that right. for us. Normally, it's, I think, $25? 29 dollars $30 for uh, somebody to become right. a member. So you guys have waived that for Free Talk Live listeners. What um, right. and, and, you know, say they the show's airs from 7 to 10 at night, and some people may get the, the podcast and listen overnight or something like that. So what happens if they call in, say, at 2 o'clock in the morning?
12: Well, what they would probably do is they would just log on to that, if or they could call and just leave a message mm-hmm. with us, and we call them back. We get in at 8.30 in the morning, and we call back uh, right away we take all the phone calls coming in first from the night before or if they have gone ahead and filled out the form because the form will say their name and address and if you just list your your drugs I mean and we need the strength and how many times a day if you just put one time or two times or whatever, then we can price it all out when we call you back. There's no obligation to buy and we're you know we will give you a price on it so you can see if you're saving any money. Where it doesn't help, Mark, is when people have really good insurance and maybe their copay is five or ten dollars. I mean, we're not helpful in situations like that.
1: Does anybody we're have really that kind of helpful. insurance anymore?
12: Yeah, there. <laughs> believe it or not, there are a few people that do, and um, you really, we really just can't help those people unless. But like Viagra and those things are not covered by insurance. So those things that are not covered, we're very good with. Okay. Um, we had a situation with uh, a drug for Parkinson's that came out in Europe. It was uh, made in the U.K. with uh, and it was an Israel company, Teva, working on it. And it was like a miracle, almost a miracle drug. And we were able to get it, uh, but it hadn't gone through FDA approval here, but it was approved and being used all over the world. Mm. But Cleveland Clinic started sending us a lot of patients to get it, and we still sell it, and we're about $600 less on the brand than what it is here. Jeez. So, you know, those those kind of savings are are really big for people, and the people who are on Medicare D they get into the donut hole. I mean, the drug prices have escalated. We have people already after three months that are now in the donut hole, even with that supposed 50%. Discount they're supposed to get, but what they did is jack the prices up so high that you get in the Donut Hole Center and and worth less we're less money than that half discount that you get. So we save people thousands of dollars a year, and we do a lot of Medicare D counseling. We're going to do it by phone this year as well. So any of your listeners who might want to be involved in that it's all free you can just uh let us know that and we will be in touch with you and we're going to somehow we'll probably do like a meeting on on line or something and give you call in numbers to do that or you can just send us your list and i'll price price it out and help you that way now so but that's a big service that we offer and that's very appreciated
1: now, what about people who have, say, uh, you know, depression drugs? They, they they have to take those all the time. They're constantly take them. They've, we've uh, we've covered folks that are you know older taking heart medications and you know stuff to extend their lives. We've talked about uh, you know, girls and their their um, you know birth control pills. But what about people who are taking sort of antidepressants and things like that? You
12: know, we can't get any controlled substances. We are not allowed to sell those. So okay. those, we what cannot- are those? We I do get. Well, like Ambien is a control. There are different uh, clozapam is one. There are different ones that are controlled, and we, we do not sell any of that. Okay. But we can sell, like, Lexapro, and there are some things for uh, for to ease depression, but not the serious narcotics. We just can't sell narcotics. Gotcha. So those you really need to get at your local pharmacy. And the And the feeling on that stuff is that The pharmacy is supposed to see who brings the prescription in and you're supposed to be in touch with your doctor when you're doing those things because those are dangerous controlled substances and you need to be followed. And the feeling is if you're doing it on, you know, with an online pharmacy or with a a mail order pharmacy, not online, but a mail order pharmacy, it's... It's too removed, and certainly from Canada, they're not allowed to send any controlled substances in, and I don't even do it with our u s pharmacy because it's it's mail order and uh, so we just tell people to go to their their local pharmacy and get those
1: so if you get a prescription for you know some kind of
12: uh,
1: uh, you know oxycodone or something like that you you really we can't
12: absolutely help it. do n- we absolutely do not sell that yeah
1: now what about um so- you know, if somebody gets uh, pres- like a one-time prescription for something like, um, I don't know, one of these... Uh, uh... An
12: antibiotic, yeah, we that, don't do a... either because okay. the problem is, first of all, you wouldn't bring it in from Canada or anywhere else. It takes too long to get it. When you have are given a script for an antibiotic, you need to get it that day. Yeah, that makes or sense. Or at least by the next day. And if I'm doing it even through my U.S. pharmacy... It's going to take five days to get it to somebody, so they should have been on it already.
5: Gotcha. So we
12: suggest now in Florida, we have our uh, public supermarket gives many antibiotics for free. Huh. So we suggest that you you know talk to your uh, your markets like that who advertise those things and see if that's not true of them or maybe well I don't know if Walmart does it or not, but certainly our our uh, Publix does all over Florida.
1: And very interesting. Well, Dulcie, thank you for your time today, and I appreciate you explaining further what uh, meds.freetalklive.com is all about and how you can, how listeners can benefit. Uh, anything else you want to uh, mention before we go?
12: No, but we we're always happy to talk to people, and we can explain any and answer any questions that any anybody might have. People, some who've never done it, get very leery. But we've been in business for eight years. I have over seven thousand clients. They have a great staff. We've never had a problem. Um, And it it really saves a lot of money, and it makes it so that people who, uh, I mean, some people think you just want to save money to play another game of golf or something. But it's really people sometimes they can't eat or they they can't even survive without our services because they just can't afford it.
1: You know, um, and the telephone number there is, is right at meds.freetalklive.com. So if people want to call in and talk to you, is all they have to do is mention Free Talk Live and, and we'll get the credit Absolutely. then, too.
12: Absolutely. Absolutely. Very good. Call us anytime. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate the opportunity.
1: Thank you, Dulcie.
7: Are you ready to explore New Hampshire, meet more than a thousand freedom-loving friends, and experience the free market in action? You can do all of these things and more. At the Free State Project's 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival at Rogers Campground in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire, Porkfest has games, hikes, live music, dance parties, fun activities for kids, and even state-free weddings. And of course, Porkfest features the famous Agora Valley, where the free market thrives. You won't want to miss speakers like Stefan Molyneux and J. Niel Schulman, but the best part of Porkfest is being surrounded by more than a thousand like-minded, freedom-loving friends. The fun begins on June 20th, 2011, and doesn't stop until the 26th. Porkfest 2011 is the biggest liberty-oriented event in the world. This year, you can be a part of it. Don't miss out. Visit Porkfest.com today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Use coupon code FREETALKLIVE, all one word, for 20% off.